Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. You are going to have to bear with me tonight because I am not speaking really well. I just had surgery. I'm trying to fix my mic, sorry. I just had surgery on my face and am not feeling really good. So we're going to try to get through this. I have Christopher Ryan joining me in a little bit who's going to be hosting tonight. And I'm going to be running the board. But I wanted to try to get through the first part of this stuff and try to get through the first part of this stuff that is stuff that I have to do. All right. So first of all, so first of all, if you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. I'm going to try to keep some of this shorter than I normally do. Talk so much, but if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me over a message on probably Facebook would be the easiest if I'm not on your contact list. You can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to put together. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider to put one of these on. Just let me know what you'd like to set up and we can get that done. They can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, can Have me help you pre-record them on a conference call, or we can do them live, or we can do a combination of both. Next. I don't know, I'm doing this really crappy. I always tell you, we don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, right? I want to thank our 2020 broadcasting license sponsors for the year, the people who stepped up to the plate and helped me cover the cost of our broadcasting license. We have Debbie Kelly. Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kendi Hulme. I want to thank all of you Sincerely, on behalf of all of us, both myself and the poetic community here, 
Thank you for helping keep us on the air for another year. The end of this month is sweating bullets. <laughs> the end of this deep month is our 14th year anniversary. 14 years we've been talking about. That's a long time. That's most longer than most people are married twice over. I also want to thank you all for being a part of this with me. Um, I'm going to give you your homework exercises now. If you don't understand everything I'm saying or you don't catch it all, you can come back and listen in the archives and kind of start and stop and write as you go. So don't worry if you miss something. For for the week, we're still doing our poetic analysis, which means I'm going to give you a poem. And this week, the poem is called One Art by Elizabeth Bishop. I want you to find the poem, Google it and read it, and really pay attention to what you're reading. When you're done, I want you to open your journal page and write the first line of the poem at the top of your page. And the first line of this week's poem by Miss Bishop is, the art of losing isn't hard to master. To master. Once you've read the poem and have started writing the opening line, I want you to keep writing from there. Whatever comes to mind, just keep writing. But instead of free writing, like we were doing before, this is a free writing poetic analysis assignment, meaning you'll be free writing your thoughts about the poem. Analyze what you liked about it, what you did not like about it, what it made you think of. What do you think Poet was trying to tell us? What confused you about the poem? What did you think of the poem's form, the rhyme scheme or the lack of? at modern times or your experiences? What would you ask the poet if you could sit over coffee and talk to them about what they wrote? In other words, explore how the poem made you feel and write your reactions to it. Ask yourself why. Always ask why. And then search for the answers. Write for at least 10 minutes anything that comes to mind. And as you explore and analyze and discuss the poem with yourself, you know, perhaps you can you know, discuss it with the poet. All right, again, the poem, Mama, You Can't Call Me, I'm on the Air. I love you, but I have to decline. <laughs> um, okay, where was I? I totally lost my place. Okay, um, the poem is One Art by Elizabeth Bishop. And the first line you'll be starting with is, again, the art of losing isn't hard to master. Next, we're going to work on your writing exercises. And they're different than journal assignments. Journal assignments are one-on-one -on -one yoga pants time with your brain. Writing exercises are getting sweaty with your muses. Exercise one, we've been writing. I know I'm fucking this up. You guys just bear with me. Exercise one is writing to a scenario climbing out of your brain. I want you to go away from writing poetry, show yourself away from writing poetry. Instead, I want you to write a short story or narrative probe, something along those lines. 
Um, I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to spit it out and start and start again. Stop and start again. And you can sort it out when you're done. This is to make you realize that every time you sit down to write, you don't have to write a poem. Take that girdle off yourself. Take it off your brain. Just give yourself permission to sit down and just write. Don't put the pressure on yourself that every time you sit down, you have to create something. So the scenario this week is I would like you to write a story about you going to your your favorite coffee shop, the one you've been visiting every morning for years. And when you say, I will have the usual, they slide something else across the counter instead. Really think about that. That can develop into something much more complicated and twisted than you might first think. Again, write a story about you going to your favorite coffee shop when you've been visiting every morning for years. And when you say, I'll have the usual, they slide something else across the counter to you instead. Always remember this can be written about you or you can change it and write it about some made up character if you want. Exercise number two, pick apart a prompt. This is to remind you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more expensive or way more important than what you actually write to it. We all have knee-jerk reactions to stimulus. So if I say October, you're going to think pumpkins or or fall-colored leaves or the end of summer. Those are knee-jerk reactions. Even your brain does that. I want you to search beyond that and find the unique creative voice inside you. So instead of writing a poem to this prompt, I want you to write it at the top of the page. And then I want you to direct different directions you could take the prompt. Okay. Instead of writing a poem, write down all the different poems you could write to it, all the different ways you could twist it, all the things it could stand for, the metaphors it could be, the things it could take the place of, become the voice of, or the face of, or the shadow of. All the different ways you can twist this into a poem, things you could make it stand for, the voices you could give it. So the pick apart a prompt this week is promissory note promissory note so again write that at the top of the page and then start down the page poems you could write using that prompt promissory note now because i have something different to add to this ad this week i'm skipping one of the poetry prompts and going straight to poetry prompt number two and these are the line prompts They are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. The prompt can be either the title, a line in, or the general concept of the poem. That said, number your page one through five. Number one, note the cost. Note the cost. Number two, lips like scissors, lips like scissors. Number three, stone road, stone road. Number four, 
Silent before the lion. Silent before the lion. Number five. The church doors are locked. The church doors are locked. And remember your pick apart a prompt mentality before you approach writing days. You can write five different poems using each line either as the title of a line or the general concept of the poem. Or you can use prompt number one and number four and number three in one poem and use two and five in a poem. Or you can get real froggy. And you can use all five in one poem. Number one, note the cost. Number two, lips like sisters. Number three, stone road. Number four, silence before the lion. Number five, the church doors are locked. Now, I'm going to post a link on my page this is the second part of your assignment, your poetry prompt type thing. We aren't doing a prompt, we're just doing, I'm doing, giving you another thing to do. You know, it's a thing. I like giving you things. I was poking around on Facebook today, and there's a group that I belong to called Writers Helping Writers. And a link came up, and I started reading it, and I just started scrolling down the page. And I realized what was happening while I was reading and commenting on some of these. So what I would like you to do is you can either search for the group on your writers, helping writers, I want you to join the group. And then I want you to start reading down the post. So often it's easier to give advice than to take advice. The old do what I say, not what I do. But helping others is a real good way to reconnect with your core and with yourself, with all the things you believe about writing. And doing this, it will motivate you even more. Reading through the posts and reading replies and offering your own insight is all quite rewarding. And you'll be amazed how it will spark something in you. You'll be amazed how inspiring you are to yourself. You remember how smart you are. You remember where your motivation comes from when you try to motivate others. I saw someone today rid of writer's block and that pisses me off like you wouldn't believe there is no freaking such thing as writer's block that's that girdle have it cinched up into an 18 inch waist how do you expect anything to get through that you know take that girdle off your views and let her jiggle around for a while stop trying to push it out a door when she's trying to make you go out the window Just sit down and write. 
Stop forcing yourself to write something post-worthy. Write a poem every single time you sit down and write. You are not just a poet. You're a writer. You're not just a writer. You're a creative human being. Allow yourself that creativity. Allow yourself the freedom. Nobody wants to be confined. Well, there are people that's a completely different type of poem and a completely different show. Okay, so it was it was funny when I was poking around them. I mean, it was very eye-opening for me personally. It's also looking through all of those, it really gave me some great ideas on how some workshops we can do. Like for one, when I can start talking better, going to do a workshop on how to design, make, or approve a good book cover design. I think that's really, really important. Everyone says, don't judge a book by a cover. The whole world judges a book by a cover. Don't kid yourself. A pretty bumper sticker does not truth make. The cover design, your cover, your book is probably the most important thing in in publishing your book. So we're really going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about some other things too later. Lastly, ongoing writing projects, write a haiku every day. Go out and find something worth 17 syllables. Hang on a second. Get my ice pack, please. Um, write a haiku every single day for a year. And if you want to know why, I'll explain it later. <laughs> Just do it. Do what I do as I say. I do this too, by the way. And then remember to go out every single week and do something to surprise yourself once a week, whether it be for 15 minutes or for the whole weekend. A lot of you know that a couple of weeks ago, I took off for 15 days and went up into the hills and the mountains. And went on a fossil dig, and I made some really cool discoveries. I found a giant bumblebee. That's very rare. I found articulated fish fossils, which are not supposed to exist where I found them. So there are some cool things I get to hand over to the scientific community. I've been sitting at home and watching Lucifer on TV or, or, or playing Red Dead Redemption or painting or doing something but I went out there in the world and and did something crazy and fun and exciting do things you have to live life in order to write about life okay just remember you're not just a poet feed yourself creative things and creative things will come all right next thing I am going to do is I'm going to I got I lost my place again. I'm sorry. My pain pill might be kicking into play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. So if you have one you would like to have played on the air, you can email those to me at the word that is in the email title, the speakeasy cafe at gmail dot com. Thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, MP3, something along those lines. 
in the subject line for me. And we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. What I'm going to start with first tonight is Andrea Gibson, The Moon is a Kite. So here we go. From the other end of the phone line, my little sister says, Andrea, poppy flowers are beautiful in the right light. I say, Laura, you're right. And landmines look like toys to children until their limbs explode. And their families find their bodies in ditches on the side of the road. Our mother is crying herself to sleep again tonight. Your daughter is in my arms wondering where you are. And maybe this light is right for you, but from here I can't see the stars. In the morning the sunbeams will look like jail bars. Please come back. Please. I'll breathe I love you into your bloodstream until the needles can't compare. I'll tether my veins into thread and stitch them through your torn seams. I'll scream light into your bruises. Still lives beneath your track marks. You can stand on the cliff of my heart and shout nothing but ugly through me. I promise all I will echo back is beauty, beauty. You have always been beauty. Did I ever tell you on the day you were born I stopped believing in Jesus and started believing in you? And sometimes it's the metal in the wind chimes that reminds us how soft the breeze is. So even when you grew like a switchblade, pupils dilating the apocalypse, more junk in your veins and blood, more rage on your lips than love, I still believed in you. I knew you blew this world a kiss and no one blew it back. And I wish I had a road map back to that time before that first time you mainlined midnight in search of an escape. I wish I'd had your back that night. I wish I'd told you life is going to hold you at gunpoint, but time usually comes with a white flag cause right now there's a body bag around the moon and every time your daughter cries the constellations look like chalk outlines of crucified angels in the sky and I'm not sure I'm strong enough for this I can see the veins in my wrist too clearly Can feel the knife in the drawer We're more alike than you know But your daughter's heart is beating I can see her pulse in the soft spot In the top of her head In the other room Our mother is asleep and dreaming Now of the way we were When we two were just babies like her And maybe we'll never be that new again Maybe there will always be days When the sunbeams look like jail bars Maybe it will seem we have more scars And lifelines sometimes But I've found it's always worth trying To find a way to Walk away from the landmines and hope you come back with your skin intact enough to drink the moonshine Girl, I know you think this world is too dark to even dream in color But I've seen flowers bloom at midnight I've seen kites fly in gray skies And they were real close to looking like the sunrise And sometimes it takes the most wounded wings, the most broken things To notice how strong the breeze is, how precious the flight So I'm still not believing in Jesus, I'm still believing in you I'm still telling your daughter the moon is a kite attached to a string that's held by your mother. And I promise she's coming back soon. All righty. That was Andrea Gibson and the moon is a kite. Now, normally the first show of the month I'm supposed to read, but guess what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hold off until a different show, if that's okay with you all. I am going to play another audio track, though, while I get things set up for Christopher to come on with me. And the second audio track I am going to play is Refuse by Casey Rochelle. Here we go. 
The street still smells like bourbon 20 minutes after the large man in the camo jacket smashed the bottle in the neighbor's yard, bellowing, You fake! No, 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 dog! You, 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 you fake! I want to imagine that all of the soiled newspapers and condom wrappers and all the streets and all the subways in this stolen fens marsh mutt came to be because illness rewired the minds of 1,000 megaphone-voiced men into spats of Jim Beam and 2% milk, but I know better. Even in the poor places here, we wear the blistered hands of invisible children on our feet, and we sprawl waste on every inch, waiting for the callous-fingered shadows to pluck and toss whatever we see is ill-fit to live indoors. In the night, the wind in the city speaks of the neck-scratch living dead on its buses, and of these bestest patches around schoolyards, and of the legacy of burned buildings. All the co-ops and green initiatives in Jamaica Plain aren't going to alter history or change the sound of a torn plastic bag on gray snow. In the future, archaeologists will regard our culture as highly skilled in fashioning replicas of Mount McKinley from ball tires and baby strollers and juice boxes and lottery tickets. Let us admire our art, darlings, from the teeth grinding up a fine powder of price to the throat muscles we use to push down arrowheads and mulch, circuit boards, space, and rubber, styrofoam, and gulp, 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 down the hatch. It is said that America's number one pastime is shopping, probably because throwing shit away is a chore for most people. For about eight months, I ate almost entirely out of dumpsters, from the Aubon Payne in Providence to the Trader Joe's in Hadley, Massachusetts. I can't say that I got any premonition of that land because all of it tasted like a disrespect for everything that grows. In France, they have a notion of dining where food and wine from the same region are paired. They call it terroir, or sense of place. To know a land, one must understand its palate. One time a cop drove by us as we were elbow deep in trash bags and he said, I'm not going to tell you to stop, but that's gross. He wasn't wrong. With a sticky orange glaze and onion flakes crusted under our fingernails, it was hard not to wonder if it was possible to have too much. The bagels might go hard, become bird food, and we might be trying to salvage what was never worth consuming in the first place. Smoosh pastries and sugar scraps, just like us, looking for some place that hasn't yet been claimed by the big wallet men or their devil-chested wives, some moon crater part of America where the pox never danced upon the brow of a native, where the guns slept in silence where everyone might be sustained and the buffalo bones used wisely. Let me find that place. On this earth, in this country, somehow, let it be. Okay. So I am going to be welcoming Christopher Ryan to the show. I want to thank him very, very much for agreeing to come on and host for me tonight. I am going to be here. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be working in a switchboard, but I will not be talking very much. So, with that said, I'm hoping we don't get an echo here because he's sitting here with his happy little face right next to me. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Miss Nyla. 
It has been some time since I've been on the air with you, and it is good to be back. Uh, wish the circumstances were slightly different, but I am more than happy to help out. I appreciate you more than you know. I am going to tell people what they can expect tonight. Let me know if you guys are hearing in comments, if you're hearing an echo. I think the chat room is finally open. I was having some issues with it. So if you're in the chat room or if you're on my Facebook page, please let me know if you're hearing an echo through this. Okay. Um, we do take call number again. First of all, to call in is... We're going to have uh, area code 646 on. No, uh, this is oh, the number they call in. Okay. I can read. So the number that you're going to use in order to call into the show is 646-595-3965. We do take callers in the order that you call in. When I bring you in, please make sure that you introduce yourself to Christopher. I may know all of you, but he may not. And the people listening to the show a month from now may not either. Right now you can read two poems. And if that changes, if the lines get too busy and I have to change that, I'll let you know. When you are done reading, make sure to give out your URL so people can come find you. And remember, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We have mature rating, not an adult rating, so no adult porn poems. Other than that, you're good to go. Our first three callers tonight are area code 731, followed by 703-256. I'm just going to go down a little bit. So I only have to do this one. It's 219-757, followed by then it'll be 216. But 216, you're not in the lineup. If you want to come on, please press 1. If you're just listening, love to have you here. <laughs> and if you change your mind, press 1 any time and I'll bring you on. All right. So I'm going to mute myself. And I'm going to bring on, I'm going to bring on Erica 7. Three one, and then I'm going to meet myself, Christopher. Okay. Seven three one, you're on the air. Hello, this is Michael calling in from West Tennessee. Hey there. Oh, you're sounding magnificent, Christopher. I'm thrilled to death to have you with us tonight, sir. Thank you so much for for stepping up to the plate, brother. Oh, my pleasure. It has been a long time since I've uh, been able to hear everyone, so it's kind of nice. Well, um, I didn't really have anything planned tonight, so I just kind of looked back, uh, thought about my 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 former writing partner, um, life partner, bestie, friend, everything. Uh, girl named Elaine Rose. Everybody knew her as Laney on MySpace. But Mike and Laney were kind of uh, inseparable for a few years there. So I'm looking back at 2013, at uh, a couple of weeks apart, a couple of posts here. And, I'm going to read both of those. The first one is uh, she wrote the first part, and I wrote the second. Called it on the blog, Ripping with Lane. First part she wrote, it's called Love is Like a Beatles Song, and then my part is spinning. So if you're ready, I'll jump right into that. I'm ready. 
love is like a Beatles song. Perhaps our ideas of love start from books, grow from sappy songs that start fanciful dreams and ideals. I always imagined that attraction came within piercing looks, nights on white horses falling head over heels. And while those daydreams haven't at all come true, there's one thing, one belief in which my fantasies have been proven, one thing I would swear to, the reality of heart, one truth in which everyone agrees. And that is, true love will burn in you like fire, will keep you warm, make you comforted and protected. Your world will turn empty and cold should expire, biting again and again every time your heart is rejected. Because love consumes your mind, your heart, your soul. But then in doing so, it makes you whole. All you need is love. Written by Laney. Spinning. A carousel horse can't change his course, doesn't see the need. He's going to hell in a handbasket, just a figure of speech. This breed fails to see the need, spiraling in lock speed. Consider, perhaps... There comes a moment to teach, avoid impeach. I am unabbreviated, etc., inasmuch the ultimate so-and-so. Nothing in my way, there is nothing on display to break my fall. Consequence, turbulence, cast fate to whims of change in escrow. Over the top and smash it up or hit the brakes, a margin call. All the things you said at face value folly, appearing distant. What makes me so quick to fend off with Lagoria and dissent? I can't say or I won't, but I know your voice is constant. It should be obvious by now. Truth lies in your advice and consent. My intricate flaws, as you deduce, reduced to a single design. Lights to southern stars and please toss me a lifeline. All I need is you. By Mike. In poem. Oh man, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I don't think any of us have been able to uh, escape that idea of the romanticized ideal of love, but it's something that grows, something that develops, and I loved that that line in there about the carousel horse. It, really kind of reminded me of, yeah, there's this supposed end destination that we all have in mind for things. Doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes it's hard to break away from what life, what destiny kind of has in mind for us. That's really great that you say that because you just led me into the second poem I have to read. Hmm. Um, I'll jump right into that. It's called The Greatest Story for Laney. She has passed and reviewed pyramids in the city of the dead, saw a time of order where the sun never set on British soil. She shook her head sadly at the Seven Years' War, it is said, at the folly of those who proclaim sovereign as nation's toil. It is spoken, she views through a globe of glass on a base of gold, present and future, as seen through her stoic eyes. Reciprocity is sleight of hand, 
alliances and treaties are sold with no esteem or regard for life and death, birth and demise. Those who would seek a brave new world, she knows, can't go back. Villains in their lodges speak of repose but poison the watershed. Loose associations with warrior societies to run the same track is as discordant as a call to order in a gold rush, so she said. Those who might say we are unbreakable, beautiful, and young, they don't talk to strangers, seeing their one life as perfect. No thoughts of dying to live again, regret never on their tongue. It is said when the word gets out, they will regret their neglect. It is said in prophecy, passed along in hushed tones through ages, there is one who will appear, and she will speak from her station, as empires merge, canals surge, off in the distance from her pages, with no regard for stratification, hierarchy, caste, or affirmation. Many forewarned along the way saw this as pocketful dreams, the enlightened with open hearts and eyes, See dreamings for sleeping. A closed mind cannot fathom a concept of sink or swim. What seems conscription to one is convention to other and worth keeping. The time she will rise and step from her realm may well be at hand. An epoch where the rainbow's vibrant colors will fade and dissipate. Discord demands it is time for her sentence to display her brand when her gaze will turn from her snow globe repairing to collate. Some, granted audience, will be in the company of those they hold dear. Others will be found in the throng as wanderers on the open road. The faithful who seek her out see her visage as shelter to appear when she emerges from her hiding place of recompense, her humble abode. Should all who witness know in advance, I am not compelled to say, but I believe all things are revealed especially in a last call. Who it is that stands before them, holding steadfast in her sway, will be made apparent in the end, if not the outset, to one and all. I hope to stand before her when she shares the greatest story ever told. Would, in the end, I be so fortunate as to be counted among her friends? What was semblance and mirage will manifest ours to see and hold. Until that day, does not know how the story ends. End point. Oh, jeez. That's another great one, Michael. Uh, uh, there were so many lines in that that really just kind of struck a chord with me. Uh, one in particular that really jumped out was uh, exploring the brave new world and knowing that there's no going back. I mean, oftentimes that really is our our testament to courage, facing something entirely new, entirely different, unknown. And once we cross that border, there, there is no going back to what we used to know. This this piece just had to, it had that theme running through it left and right. And it was kind of chilling. Well, for what it's worth, all my dreams and imaginings when I wrote it, they never came true. 
I'm still waiting. What? I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still here, standing beside the side of the road. Faithful. Uh, thank you, Michael. So do you want to share how people can find you and share their love with you? Well, sir, um, what did she say? <laughs> she kind of said love <laughs> way off in the distance. I have a – both of these are on my blogspot page. That's MikeTodd.blogspot.com, and you spell Mike, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, because that's how I set it up on MySpace, and we didn't really have good sense back then. But good gosh, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Younger, innocent times. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You, you got it. If I can look back and say, well, the youth of my age 50. <laughs> uh, well, all right. That's all I got. I'm going to step aside now and make room for the, everybody else. And I appreciate you again coming. And I'm glad Nala is up to it. And uh, let's all have a good ramble tonight and kick our October off properly. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Okay. So next up, it looks like we have area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Christopher. How are you doing? How you been? I'm, I'm doing quite well. Is that, uh, yeah. is that yes, Eric Shellman? Yeah, so I was talking to my dad on the road oh, no. or on the in the truck coming back. Oh, to work. how how dare you actually have family connections? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not the cool thing anymore, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, that's coming back from work, but uh, uh, that's a great seems to like hear a good way from to you again. Wind down the day. Oh yeah, it's a great way. That's for sure. <laughs> and I've been doing construction and building maintenance, and I was doing landscaping for a while too. We kind of got rid of the landscaping, and we're doing remodeling too. So okay. Well, I'm so glad that you, you decided to come host, and uh, <laughs> I got two poems actually, and uh, one's okay. called "Can You Dig His." And then the other one is actually going to be probably Turkey. So, okay. Uh, it's about Turkey, the place, not the not the bird. Oh, I, I got all <laughs> so excited. My travel. My travel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could take it that way. <laughs> it's about my travels in the Navy. So. <laughs> all right. But anyways, here's the first one. Hang on. Okay. All right. Can you dig his? Can you dig his drumming, strumming, and guitar plucking? Can you dig his hep rhythms and rhymes and his songs and poetry? Can you dig his radness? Can you dig his superb melodies and harmonies, harmonies, syncs? Can you dig his hippie mentality? Can you dig him jamming out and playing his music? Can you dig his agnostic, atheistic vibes? Can you dig his thoughts, beliefs, ideologies on life? Can you dig his love, his love or free love sentiment? 
can you dig his usage of hippie terminology still because he was and still is a real life hippie can you dig his love devotion and passion for reading all sorts of things can you dig his thoughts on what is real poetry versus hack poetry can you dig his interest in serial killers can you dig his intrigueness of cults religions mythologies folk tales and fairy tales can you dig his oneness with nature and the universe can you dig his loving caring and kindness to his wife donna cox can you dig his craziness and weirdness can you dig his admiring everything to do with horror dark gothic macabre and so much more can you dig his fully uh, his live life fully and experimentally mindset can you dig everything wonderful great things about him his weaknesses and his strengths can you dig his name is the one and only truly talented poet musician and so much more bradley cox that's in peace <laughs> nice I know this wasn't the piece that you said was related to your time in the Navy, but that first half really kind of had me feeling like this Jimi Hendrix, Vietnam kind of vibe. Just oh, thinking yeah, of, nice. kind of thinking of, yeah, listening to some of that guitar, that hippie free love type of feel, and just being out there with friends people that actually start to get to know you for who you are that have your back and right i yeah. think this the second half of that poem really started to to really emphasize that feeling of can you accept me for who i am for all these things that make me the person that i am today i i don't know if there are is really a a better place to try and find that feeling of acceptance to build up that sense of camaraderie than in the military under unusual times right yeah thank you so much i'm glad you said that um the first one wasn't actually about the military it's the second one yep. yeah i know but I, I was but just yeah, I'm glad you got from that it. from that, and <laughs> that was a praise song to my friend, and that's precisely how he is. So, and he's actually still alive too. So, and he's nice. really cool. I talk to him every day. So, and he digs my poetry too. So I wrote him a praise song. So, All right. but yes, thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. And my second one is called Turkey. And hang okay. on one second. Pull it up. All right, Turkey. While in Turkey, consuming mouth-watering beef and pork gyros from street vendors and restaurants, couldn't sit with my shoe sole exposed to everyone, which means that I am better than anyone else, wearing religious symbols other than a crescent moon with a star underneath it, were frowned upon. Shaking everyone's right hands with my right hand, otherwise it was offensive. Had to stop and listen during Muslim prayers occurring five to eight times a day. Drink local fruity-flavored spiced hot teas, American domestic beers, and local wine. 
smoke flavored tobacco and a hookah, kept my mouth shut about my personal thoughts of Islam to myself, especially being a disbeliever, felt uncomfortable being an atheist in a theocratic government forced to adhere to their rules, having few, if any, freedoms, art, architecture, and mosques mesmerized me into a trance. As daybreak, as daybreak began, heaving to the lines that bound us to the earth, we sailed off to a new adventure. That's in peace. Hmm. Wow. I... I'm kind of reminded very much listening to that of, you know, my own experiences with traveling around the world, being exposed to different cultures, different foods, different ideas. It's overwhelming at times. And yeah, sometimes almost downright oppressive. Uh, and yeah, I, I can only imagine what it was like to be in a place like that with such a very different ideal as to what we find here at home, you know, it's very much a stranger in a strange land kind of feeling. Yes. And that's awesome. You said that because I actually read stranger in a strange land when I was in college (laughs) and it took me forever, but I got to it finally. But Anyways, I actually wrote and I've written several poems about being a stranger in a strange land, and I've made it just very simplistic now, but basically since I've traveled, I haven't traveled the whole world. I've traveled to probably about 15 countries outside the U.S., and I've traveled to lots of different states, too, and I'll be writing about those later on as well, but anyways, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but anyway, so basically it just became like, it was like I was a stranger in a strange land. I mean, everywhere I went. And then then what really got me psychologically and PTSD and, and different things like that, you know, it even became here. You know, even when I came to my home port, I was in Norfolk, Virginia when I was in the Navy. And, mm-hmm. you know, even in Norfolk, you know, things totally changed. You know, I'm gone for six months at a time and then three months and then six months and and the world had changed and people changed and you know, like there was a big thing about going green and I was yep. aboard ship and I had no idea what going green meant. And <laughs> I kept seeing these billboards everywhere where I went in overseas. And even when I came back home, I was like, Oh, what's this? You know, and I had to look it up and I'm like, what's going green mean? And so, you know, everybody had their own definition. I was just like, Oh, this is crazy, but whatever, you know, and I'll teach yeah. their own. But yeah, so I I wrote uh, I've written 13 of my traveling poems from the Navy. I'm going to be doing my travels from when I was a boy. I traveled a lot with my parents, and my family. I'm also going to be doing travels from when I was in the Navy as an adult, and then after too, because I still travel now, not as much as I did. And traveling's awesome, man. But eventually, it just becomes like you said, you know, to me too, a stranger in a strange land. So. But it, you know, is, it gives uh, you a good opportunity to see the other people's point of view, whether you agree or disagree with them. And uh, like, I, like I tell a lot of people, I'm not going to make it <laughs> political or anything, you know, biased or whatever. I'm just going to say if, if you want a certain ideology and you want the government to be that way, that's fine and dandy. You know, you can vote. That's your job here. 
in America, as is civil duty if you want to vote or don't vote. But at the same time, if you've never been to a country that is how your ideology fits, then maybe you need to go and find out how it really is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not trying to throw, you know. Go ahead. I think you, yeah, you not... definitely touched on an aspect of military life that we don't really hear too much about. You know, there's right. all kinds of writings out there about the horrors of war, about coming back, but that feeling of life at home has kind of moved on doesn't seem to get as much attention. That's right. It's kind of been pushed aside. And, you know, it seems like a lot of people are too afraid to express it or people just don't care or, you know, whatever. I mean, even I've heard stories. I had I have friends that were in Vietnam and Desert Storm. They came back with just their sea bag or their knapsack or whatever you want to call it. And they actually got spat on and, and I mean, and got called baby killers and, you know, amongst other things. You know? It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for having me, and I'm not going to take up all your time. I'm sorry if, if I did. <laughs> so nope. it was great hearing Always you again. Hear. Thank uh, you so much, Christopher. Have a you. great night. And well. uh, hey, thanks, before you thanks for hosting everything. Before yes. you disappear, would you like to let the people know how they can reach you? Uh, yes, actually. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Shellman. And also i got a uh, – URL. I gotta dig it up real quick. That's two seconds. Hang on. Sorry, okay. I, I usually have it up, but I'm on my phone right now, so hang on. All right, so it's uh, blogger.com. It's uh, https colon slash slash dot com slash bl O G slash post slash two five hang on one second five nine seven 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 zero six four six six two one two eight eight nine five question mark H L equal sign E N and you can find me on Twitter. It's Eric Shulman, and it's actually uh, at at symbol, symbol Shulman Eric. And you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shulman. That's really it right now. So that's where that's where I'm at. All right. Thanks again so much. And Nyla, hopefully you're feeling better soon. And uh, uh, thanks again so much. And great. <laughs> Yeah, right. It sucks. <laughs> it's just like this song. Uh, she shares her song. love with everyone. Right. She sure does. We appreciate it. It's just like uh, one of the Nirvana songs talking about how he wishes he could eat the lack of her cancer or something. I think it was something like that. And it sucks when you have someone in pain and you can't do anything about it. They can, but they can they can heal, hopefully. And, and also, I had my second cousin just die recently and i took care of him for the last 42 days so that definitely messed with my mind too so but well thanks again i'm gonna let the next poet come on
and have a great one, Chris. We'll talk to you later, and have a great yeah. night. Love you all both. Yeah, Thanks so night. much. Thank you. Bye. Okay. So next on the line, we're going to have area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you, Christopher. First off, may I say to Lady Nyla, I am so sorry to hear what's happening. And I'm sending nothing but prayers and blessings for you to have a speedy recovery. And to you, Christopher, thank you, sir, for stepping in here and helping her through this. You're the Stan Phillips out of Alabama. <laughs> it has been my pleasure. How are you doing, Stan? <laughs> oh, well, now that things have semi-calmed down, I have a moment to actually get back to the garden. It's been a minute. Hmm. Okay. I have been absentee for a while. Oh, um, care to share what's been going on? I don't think uh, I've been up to date on what's been going on for you. Oh, well, basically, we're working our way. I'm up here in a mount corner of Alabama, where I live. Uh-huh. We've been whittling our way through the COVID and all the other uh, <laughs> interesting changes that have occurred. You know, just Finding our way, if you will. So Nyla is sharing with me that uh, if you would like to, that you are more than welcome to co-host tonight as well. Just thought I'd throw that out on the air. Oh, okay. No (laughs) pressure. No pressure. You know, if you're not doing anything. (laughs) I am doing something to speak in the cafe. Oh, be okay. Perfect. Wow. Always a pleasure. Okay, Stan. Before you take on your uh, co-hosting duties then, what would you like to share with us tonight? Well, this is a poem that came off of a quote from a fellow poet in a group I'm in. Her name is Jan Ferrer. And her quote was, we press mementos in the leaves of books to remind what we choose. Sometimes brings tears to our eyes, moistening the dry. And from that, I wrote a piece called Memorial. Okay. Comes times in our lives can't be reversed. Thus love must be immortalized in verse. A dark thief of romance and shadow of death, and lament exhaled in each memory's Passion's fire and ardor reduced to mere coals, we rekindled, stirring the past, unwilling to face the loss of connection as solitude takes hold. So in passages and stanzas, solace finds its place. The words scribed in hearts, etched deep within so deep, Embraces and joys, we live even as we weep. When a mortal love ends, its ashes and dust remains. So ink and anguish flows, and hopes it blesses soul's pain. In peace. Mm. That was really kind of thought-provoking. I mean, 
I, I don't doubt that every single one of us listening and sharing tonight has experienced some form of love poetry. But how often do we really sit down and think about what happens after the fact? Exactly. I really enjoyed this piece. I mean, it's, I, I think good poetry, good art is something that does provoke emotion, provoke thought. And here is an aspect of love, of relationships, of that burning passion that doesn't really get explored. You know, here, I you had a line in there that really kind of really struck a chord with me. Uh, you were talking about the loss of connection as solitude takes hold. And yeah. it's a really scary thought. I mean, so many of us have heard that, that happily ever after fairy tale. And it's kind of rare to have that, that aspect of together forever and not have that little piece of loneliness in between when one person, yeah. one partner passes on. This is true. That, this is true because so much is invested. Mm-hmm. That was a really lovely piece. Kind of haunting, but in a wonderful kind of way. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Oh, you know, that's thank one you, of Stan. The when, I, when I co-hosted The Hurt Locker with Rebecca Hollywoods, which I still do, we dealt with subjects that were not sunshine and puppies. Mm-hmm. We dealt with the things, and we even actually had a, a phrase to where it was romantic, it was poetic therapy. Mm-hmm. And we dealt with many of the subjects that we just don't really want to talk about, but are a part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've gotten to where. There's not really a subject or a topic that I shy away from as far as being a poet. I mean, that's what we do. That's amazing. I mean, it's there are so many difficult subjects out there that we are taught from a very young age. These are taboo. You don't bring them up. You don't speak of it in polite society. But it's there. And it's still something that we all have to deal with. Being willing, being able to confront that and even turn it into art, that's that's something special and something definitely to be cultivated. Yes. Yes. And that's that's what we say. It, it no matter the subject, bring it into the light of day to where you can see it and deal with it. And find out, guess what? You're not the only one. Find resolution. Uh, that sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it's hard for me to step away from an outlook like that. I don't like the idea of letting old wounds, old emotions just sit there and fester for people. But no. no. I, they haunt. 
Very much so. So um, before we move you into co-host position, was there any other piece that you wanted to share? Yeah, this was one of the quotes that was offered by a poet. His name on the list certain guys is Orpindu. And this is from a quote from Rabindranath Tagore. Hmm. And his quote was, the butterfly counts not months, but moments, and has enough time. And I wrote a piece titled Metronome. The cadence of the inevitable set in motion at birth a procession of measure in rhythmic beats leading to foregone conclusions. Thus is mortal existence, but not life's measure. Even as the measured beats progress, even in the minute moments between, life changes, also inexorable. In those fragments, those moments, what precedes can be redefined, and what follows can change life's tempo. In existence, a set destiny, moments of infinite possibility and peace. And another really beautiful, thought-provoking piece. I mean, how often do we get trapped in this idea of, I don't have enough time in order to do these things that need to be done, that I want to get done, and just like you have in there. Uh, life changes are inexorable. They are not exactly something that sit there and wait for us to decide. All too often, life moves at its own pace. Exactly. And things happen in our lives that you cannot predict, you cannot plan for. You simply have to say, okay, this has happened. Uh, take what lesson you can from it and move on. <laughs> Seems like this year has been trying to emphasize that lesson very, very much. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. It's definitely been <laughs> a trial at the very least. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely testing. Uh. I would say that is, yeah, kind of your your poem in in real life. <laughs> yes, 2020 has been pretty much the analogy for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for sharing, Stan. Uh, My goodness. How can people get a hold of you? Well, you can find me on Facebook as Stanley Phillips. You can find me, huh, life allowing, you will find me on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. You will find me on uh, Epiphany Radio's The Hurt Locker, where I co-host with Rebecca Hollywood's The Hurt Locker. Uh, you will also find me, when I do have time, you can catch me on World Poetry Open Mic, which is another... This is on the Twitch app. Uh, on the Blog Talk apps, you can find me at times <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Sylvia Bailey's uh, 
on poetry and the raw. Recently, the return of a gentleman known as Sinister Spittle returning to the airwaves through the La Costa Nostra group and Sinister's Asylum. And uh, you can also find me in the 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. And in the late Philip Kent Church's anthology of our Outlaw Poetry Group's poetry, Outlaw Poetry were in cahoots. Those are all available on Amazon. Other than that, uh, that pretty much covers it. (laughs) Okay. Well, you all heard Stan's list, so feel free to jump online and Show them some of your love and appreciation. All right, Stan. So we're going to shift you and keep you on the air with us. And let's see. You are much better at this than I am, Christopher. Uh-oh. Someone's someone's developing ideas. I'm so Nyla says she's feeling threatened, but I don't think she has anything to worry about. Um, Not a chance, dear lady. There's only one Nyla and you're it. (laughs) She is absolutely irreplaceable. So next up, we are going to have area code 219. On to the next. 219, you're on the air. How you doing? Brother Chris and Brother Owen and I from East Chicago in here. How you doing? There you are. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How you doing? A lot better now. <laughs> yeah, I just uh just I want to give my thoughts to Sister Nala. She uh, recovers from uh, her related surgery. I hope she gets a decent, complete recovery and uh, back, back to her old self pretty soon. It is good to hear from you, Brother O. Hey, it's good to hear from you, too. <laughs> So Nyla's waving her hellos. <laughs> okay, brother. So what have you got for us this fine evening? Uh, this is a poem. The testimonial poem I wrote uh, last week is called If I Can Survive Blank, I can survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive having three open heart surgeries, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive three life threatening illnesses in 2019, I survive all that life throws in my direction. If I can survive all the dangers and perils of living as a black man in America, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I can survive being the victim of bullying, 
I survive every anything that life throws in my direction. If I can survive dealing with boss of anger and depression, I survive all that life throws in my direction. If I can survive betrayal and the temptation to seek revenge and retaliation on those who hurt me, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I can survive a head-on collision that should have taken my life 23 years ago, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I can survive the coronavirus pandemic, I can survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive losing two of my best friends 12 days apart in the month of June, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive several painful breakups or relationships that shatter my heart, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive the Reagan and Trump years, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive three economic recessions in my lifetime, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I survive rejection and feeling like the black sheep of my family, I survive anything that life throws in my direction. If I can survive the negativity of haters, doubters, and critics and still do what I love to do for 10 years, which is called poetry, and sharing my 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 story through poetry. I survive anything and life throws in my direction in poem. There you go, brother. There you go. Pretty damn powerful. Yes, it was. I can't think of too many other great motivational pieces that are that personal and that tuned in. You know, I really kind of loved how you put in that line of just being able to survive being a black man. I mean, this day and age, it has really started to become emphasized more and more just how much of a bit of a life-threatening situation that really is. It is. But I think in, in especially this day and age, as we are seeing all kinds of upheaval and really kind of unpredictable times, having something that does kind of build you up remind you of your strength, of your endurance, that that is something to hang on to. Exactly. Stan? These are some rough times. These are some rough times. We're looking at the middle class being whittled away. We're looking at blue collar being reduced to almost menial. Uh, A lot of a lot of hyper-nationalism. We're looking at a lot of hyper-sensitivity. This is a world of extremes now. It used to be people would stay toward the middle of the road because it worked out for everybody. Now it's all of a sudden everybody wants a voice. Everybody wants a choice. Everybody wants it in their direction. And it's pulling everybody apart. I, I, 
I'll, I'll tell you the last time, honestly, in my lifetime that I've seen this society pulled apart like this was during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Is that? Where it, was, it was the hard hats and the hippies. And, hey, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm going to say what I said then. It doesn't matter whether you're in sandals or in steel-toed boots. Uh, we're all on the same turf. We're all on the same team. We all live in the same country. Uh, maybe it's time we got our act together. This is a new millennium. <laughs> we shouldn't be going backwards. We should be beyond yeah. going backwards. Just saying. Right. Is that piece strong, my friend? Uh, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for sharing, as always, brother O. So, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, to those of you who are, who are not familiar with me or just hear me for the first time here on Speakeasy Cafe, I can find on, on Facebook under the name Omar Brother O'Gavin. Pretty easy to find me. All you just got to do is type in Omar and Brother O'Gavin and Gavin. Easy to find. And uh, as always, I appreciate everybody's support on Speakeasy Cafe every Thursday night. Always happy to have you here, Brother O. Hey, thanks, Brother Chris. It was good. Good to hear you. Good to hear you again. <laughs> it has been a bit of a hot minute. <laughs> All right, it's brother. It's good to hear you, Brother O. Um, Thank you. Well, Brother, do you have a, a second piece that you'd like to share with us tonight? Yeah. So, um, all right, dig it on out. It's called How You Want to Get With Brother O. This is uh, another P, another P slice in my life that I wanted to, that, that chronicles uh, egg, one of my exes having regrets for, for, for dumping me. And she. Why did she want to be back? I told her no. So here goes that. That's right. This is my slice of life from the love and relationship perspective. Brother, I'm still in love with you. I'm pleading with and beg you to give me another chance. I know I made a big mistake by letting you go. I know that things will improve between us, and I promise to treat you as a king. I regret pushing you away from me, and I truly apologize for every take you for granted. Although I know you have a great woman truly loves loves you with her heart and soul, but I want you to know that I'm still crazy about you, and I ain't going anywhere because I know you still love me. Do you remember the good times you shared we shared together the incredible love that we made. I am very flattered. And what you said came straight from the heart. However, as I explained to you before, I'm in a committed relationship now and am very much in love with my current queen. The last time I checked, it was our mutual agreement to remain as friends. So, out of all the guys that, that are single and available, why are you pursuing and chasing me? Why are you calling me saying these text messages trying to rekindle what we once had? 
You are only wasting your time for I will be leading you on to believe that I want a relationship for you. But what you're doing is a complete exercise in futility. As I told you before, you had your golden opportunity to be brother old special lady. You just didn't take advantage of it, sweetie. Now, when we were together, every time I tried to get close to you, you kept pushing me away. And we argue all the time over foolishness. When I went out my way to do something special for you and treat you as a queen, you didn't appreciate that. And you took me for granted. So what did you do? Compare me to all those other guys who dogged me this cheese and dogged you out and broke your heart. And yet you threatened to leave me for another man several times. Now, you made that choice in all this, Michelle, because... You thought the grass was green on the other side. Oh, now you didn't really regret for letting me slip from your grass. Well, I can't blame you for trying to give me back because I'm a good man. However, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. My answer is no, and there ain't nothing you can do to change my mind. But, brother, don't you get lonely sometimes? I know you desire to come to a female to fulfill all your needs as a man, so please reconsider your decision. Now, look here, woman. What part of no don't you understand the end of the old? I see what you're trying to do. Remember, my sister, game recognizes game. As I told you before, why are you hating on the owner, sister, who recognized a real brother when she met me. Now you over here getting upset with her for seizing her opportunity to get with me. Hey, listen, don't hate the player, hate the game. My sister, I told you many times before, what you won't do, another sister will come in and do what you didn't do. Now, what am I current queen do to you because he'd be so jealous and envious of her. Absolutely nothing. And they remind you, I am not the one for you. Well, even though we didn't work out as a couple, we can be friends. Now, if you cannot handle that, I strongly suggest that you move on with your life Leave me alone, and please, don't try to contact me anymore. And please, by all means, find your, find your good brother who is not only good to you, but good for you. I can't do me that favor. And Paul. Oh, well, man. Please, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, brother! Oh man, you're just not pulling any of those punches. <laughs> that is one thing I can say about Brother O that I can say about Mama <laughs> Old Daisy. Neither one of them takes prisoners; they just don't. Uh, it's kind of hard to listen to a piece like that and not be reminded of, you know, past follies feeling like that, chasing after old relationships and being chased in turn. 
I think it's uh, kind of not exactly impossible, but pretty damn difficult in order to make things work again. There's typically a very good reason why they didn't work out in the first place. And trying to let go of that past to pretend like it didn't happen, didn't exist, that's not easily done for all sides involved. And it is all too easy for things to get very messy very fast. Well, yeah, because people tend to be creatures of habit. And they get back into a relationship and they think, oh, I know what this is. I know how this goes. Yeah, but if it went off the rails, that's not exactly the way you should want it to go again. You know, but people do. They they fall right back into the pattern and then they sit there and go, wait a minute, didn't I just step out of this mess? Yeah. Now you're right back in it. Can't recall how many times I've heard I've changed and you still know me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was some good stuff, brother. Oh, yeah. That was real. Makes my heart smile and cringe all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those Oh yeah Ooh Yeah <laughs> Alright brother Oh, I think I'm going to have to Put you on mute And I'm going to take on Thank Our you. next caller Thank you brother Hey, okay, We're on the next poll Okay <laughs> So next up I have area code 757. 757, you are on the air. Hello, everyone. It's um, Tamiko Barnett. Hey there, Tamiko. Hey, Welcome, dear lady. Thank you. Good to hear both of y'all. And I hope Nala feels better <laughs> soon. I think she's getting there. Right now, she's got a big grin on her face listening to everybody. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I have two short pieces. Okay. So, um, the first one is called um, Harvest is Calling. Autumn is here. Pines big release. Harvest time. Cinnamon, apples, pumpkins, butternut squash, and so many leaves to count soon. In peace. <laughs> I think that is a perfect little fall poem. <laughs> I do too. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That is. That was an excellent piece for this time of year. It really is. It's my favorite time. I get all excited. So, So, not sure if you 
able to hear that, but Nala just said that she was going to be making some jalapeno jam later on this weekend, and you are more than welcome to join her. Uh-uh. I'm oh, gonna, oh, wow. I'm going to have to make cornbread and go with that, so, okay. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect combination. Now you have to come over. <laughs> I gained, I gained five pounds just listening to you two. You know that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just wait, man. Apple pie is next. <laughs> I know. Apple yeah, and pumpkin yeah, pie. Yeah, there we go. A feast. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin pie. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Miss Tamiko. Got your second poem ready to go? Oh, yeah. Um, This one is called New Life. Held in a majestic universe with a front row seat to nature when it's right and when it's bothered. When it's right and when it's bothered. I've heard an ancient song that says, we are all connected, born, transformed, and resurrected in peace. Mm. Uh, That kind of just struck this beautiful mental chord for me. I was just imagining being out in like one of the, the national parks and just looking out on some of that beauty. You know, I know Oregon's seeing some tough times right now with the fires, but it is very much a cyclical kind of thing. And this poem really, really kind of struck that chord of life does kind of go through all kinds of stages. What's the end of one thing is the beginning of another. I'm going to ask you a silly question, but I'm still going to ask it. Have you ever heard of a poet named James Rothline? No, I haven't. I'm going to tell you why I asked that. You just dropped two poems that could qualify as brevity, but there was so much weight in those few words so much visual in those few words. That is what James does as well. He puts a lot in a few words, and you've done that tonight twice. Both pieces were excellent. Thank you so much. I have to look him up. All right, Tamiko, since you do have that habit of doing short but sweet poems, I'm going to say bring on two more. Oh, no. I mean, I have some, but I just don't have my computer, and my computer's down, and I'm just, like, writing fresh pieces this Mm. weekend. That was fresh ink? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my heart just did a flip. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, All right, man. then, Tamiko. I will Nothing let you off the hook this time. Nothing beats <laughs> beautiful. I appreciate it. 
But Tamiko, mm. you only get off the hook for a little bit. I know it. <laughs> you know you always you always write these amazing, beautiful pieces. So it always kinda leaves me a bit hungry for more. situation changed and then it just got more and more difficult to find the time but when Nyla told me what was going on I knew I had to step up and support her outstanding (laughs) all right Tamiko before I let you go tell everyone how they can find you give you some love okay um Facebook Tamiko, T-A-M-E-K-O, Barnett with an E on N, and um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. And um, TimBook2.com, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U.com, and just put my name in, Tamiko Barnett, under the author's index, or you can see it in alphabetical order on that page and read my pieces on there too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you as always for joining us, Tamiko. Oh, no problem. I always enjoy it here. I'm going to speak easy. Thank (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Okay. So, let's see. Next up on the line, we have Area code 216. 216, you're on the air. On the air with Dan and Nan Phillips and Christopher. I know that voice. (laughs) Here we go. Hey there, Mama. This is a really, really good treat. Sorry about the circumstances, but um, yeah, Christopher, I'm very upset with you. Uh oh. <laughs> uh Let me tell you about Christopher. He, he is one of the nice, one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. He gives the best feedback. He listens to people, and when you call in and read your poem, you know you got somebody that's really listening to your piece. And then he knows we need him and miss him over here. And he's going to tell us for three years he couldn't find time to come in <laughs> at the age of two because he's so busy. Oh, um, dear. That's a big kick in the butt. But um, I, I'm scared to tell you how much I love you because I think that's the reason why you ran away before is because we love you so much. <laughs> He don't, he don't like a whole bunch of love. You don't have babies that you walk past and pinch their cheeks and kiss on them all the time and baby just starts crying, you know. So, like, leave me alone. Black people, ugh, the breath stinks, you know. Okay, so we love you over here, Christopher. I'm not going to inundate you with all the love because you'll run away again, but uh, please come and see about us a little bit more often. You know, it's not I, will, I will definitely lie. do what I can. <laughs> Did I lie? Did I not tell you? Brother O, Mama Ola Daisy, yep. they don't take prisoners. They don't. Oh, yeah. uh, I ended up getting a 
small promotion at work and that saw me go into on-call status on top of my usual days. Yeah. I love my job. I love being able to help people. Love job. So. People love you all over the world. We miss you. We love you. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to make time, go in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> take a crap at uh at eight oh five and come out at eight twenty. <laughs> Mama I like that. Mama, how many times is for real done a broadcast out of a broom closet? <laughs> I don't I don't know. But I know he we love him. This guy here is one of the most beautiful human beings. His his spirit is felt all the way through. And I know Nyla misses him immensely and uh we all miss you over here. Uh, I have definitely that's, missed that's, hearing that's you guys, too. I told you I wasn't going to inundate <laughs> you with my love because that's why you ran away before. You know how much we love you over here. It's, it's no I, was, I was just bracing for the scolding. <laughs> no, that, that is the scolding. We're not giving you no more, more than what you already know. You know we love you, so. <laughs> we don't just let you me sit right. in my own guilt. <laughs> I understand. That would make him run away more. Okay. And, yeah, you've been shucking too. So, um, <laughs> so it's okay. Y'all here today. Y'all stepping up today. All right. Y'all want to hear something deep? Because I was really trying to get this poet called um, Bad Rue to come in. I don't even know if he's listening, but he said he got a call. But the dude is so deep, man. Uh, I don't even know if y'all can stand him anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just digging him up and finding it because I just love his work. And uh, half of the stuff he said, he, and when I read his work, I get new words out of it and everything. It makes me a better poet. Uh, he's a young guy, a young white guy, and he's got this this gift, you know. So, Badru, I don't know if you're listening. He said he had a, a some kind of sinus condition going on tonight. He doesn't want to call in. But um, so I'm just going to read some some BS poems that I got here because I really wanted him to come in and read. So this is some, just some BS I'm going to read. There's nothing uh, invigorating. It's called Cold Soft Snow. That's the name of the piece. No. Bring it, Mama. No. Though cold and sometimes soft and gentle could be all that I remember about winter. Snow. When it came, we slid in it. We ate it. And we tried to put the cold snow down each other's warm backs. I would hide my siblings' mittens as to let their hands freeze. Then we'd slide and glide and ride on homemade sleds and makeshift heels and pieces of cardboards and garbage can lids. Dreaded streetlights. We were called to come inside. There was a fire dancing in the fireplace and warm cocoa simmering in the kitchen. We'd thaw out our fingers and toes, run hurriedly to take a hot bath. Then we'd sit near the heat, not realizing of what a blessing all this was. We now, sipping the chocolate and the Ovaltine with a straw. Of course, we wanted a story, but we're told to go to bed early 
as the next day was Sunday, and being late for Sunday school was not an option. Good night, everyone. Tomorrow we will sneak out before church and slide in our galoshes on the way to the candy store. We will spend the money that we made shoveling driveways. Yes, we will eat candy and read our comic books as the grown-ups get their own portion of God's word. Remembering what we learned in Sunday school about staying in a child's place. Oh, we knew for this, God would be pleased. In peace. Oh, Mama, I have missed your writings. I have missed you. <sighs> she she brings so much more to the day-to-day life from her observations. Mama, there's only one you, and thank God we got you. Thank you. And uh, for my second piece, I'm going to present another poet that I found. Um. Before you do, you mind if I comment on that really quick? I just want to get it out there while it's fresh in my mind. But I really enjoyed this piece. I know for a lot of people, winter kind of has this not-so-favorable kind of context to it. But this kind of reminded me of all those wonderful aspects of it, of being able to spend time with friends, with family, to laugh and enjoy something that's not always there. And I really, yes. really enjoyed your your line in there about sneaking out and really just kind of living life and how God would be pleased with something that I've always been slightly confused by where people seem to adhere to this idea that God can only live within the church and that that is the only place where we can really kind of experience what it is like to bask in faith in the spirit of God of, of of something good and holy. But here you have a piece that just embraces life and how much of that really is something that really I would imagine is something that any deity would really want from us to go out and experience the world that we have been given. Yes. Thank you, Mama. Amen. Yes. yes. I am firing myself and hiring Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, you already know. You already know Christopher is when it comes to giving feedback. He's the monitor of all monitors. Great. So, Mama, thank you so much. What I what I love about that piece more than anything is it reminds us you're underneath a tree looking at a sunrise or sunset. You are already in the greatest chapel, cathedral, or temple you could ever be in. Right there. That was beautiful. Thank you. As children, we just forget about the little things. And I know you all remember the Oval Team commercial. Oh, you wish you had. <laughs> Yeah, so you know we all have some memories in common, and the snow when it came uh, was like a childhood dream. You might not have the equipment, but you would make it 
Like I said, out of garbage can lids, cardboard, whatever you had to get, you run and get it, put those galoshes on. And nobody says galoshes anymore. <laughs> Where's your galoshes? Galoshes? Okay. No, galoshes got turned into boots. And uh, we haven't went back to galoshes yet, but that's what I remember. Yeah. So thank you all for the feedback and letting me share. Now the next piece I'm going to do is a poem, a poet that I found on Facebook, and I just fell in love with his poem. And his name is Burase Kip Kirui, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. <clears throat> and he has a website where he also helps poets um, to become better poets. Uh, I think he's from either Senegal or Nigeria. I'm not sure, but his name is uh, Burase. B-O-R-U-S-E-I. So his last name is K-I-P-K-I-R-U-I. And the name of this piece is called When I Die. When I Die is the name of this piece. And the reason that I chose it is because every day I go to sleep and when I wake up, I praise the Lord and thank him for waking me up because some days I go to sleep and I just don't feel like I'm going to wake up. So I was I saw this piece called When I Die, and I started to read it, and I just kind of fell in love with it. And it goes like this. When the sun has set for me and the stars should have blinked no more, when the time for me to go and see my friends on the other shore, when the breath that I have loved for 17 years has ceased, please know it's already my evening sun, a fallen son of Mama Kiporona. Do cry your tears, for it will be the first and the last time seeing me happy. For all these years, I've been a lacrimose son of my mother. Let the hills of Senor know that the son of Kisaria has gone to the ocean of the haunting scepters. Be humbled by your tears and accord me my due respect. When I die, let Miriam come home. Give her my share of land. For her farm of Simsim is where we grew our love. For she is my sinecure. But I promised her that in case she leaves my body to the maggots in my shanty that night, then I will cause a stampede. I will refuse to get out of my hut for obsequies. When I die, I want my seven sons from different mothers to assemble near my grave. Let them sit as only my daughter sits far away. For I will not allow a girl like her to be near my putrefied body. When I die, tell my unborn son that he'll inherit my name. Tell him I died before I saw his face. For I am sure a man like me 
always sires boys with you. If in case she's a girl, woe unto you. Leave my house, for my birthday will be announced once again. When I die, I want my books beside me. Let my publishers come from where they sit down, pocketing my hard-found publication fees. Let them donate money to the pallbearers for them to take me to my grave. And finally, when I die, stop calling my home a rock barasi. Call it the name of the owl because I am sure I'll die a horrible death. Yes, I'll die in vain. Barasi Kipurui when I die. That was powerful, mother. Wow. That man's ink has fire in it. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps. (laughs) I know. Um, Thank you. I wanted to say something before you all comment. That that kid, Mama, when it says um, it's all in signs of Mama Kid Perona. Well, Mama Kiparona is supposed to be like a, a a list of like something like um uh, a list of like the the large corporations um, mm-hmm. or businesses. He said uh, he was a fallen son of Mama Kiparona. Something like um, I forgot the name of that. Uh, it's on it's on the internet. Uh, people find you something like they do on Facebook, but it's a a business. Uh, uh, promote business and stuff like that. I can't think of it right now, but um, yeah. So that's what some of the and that Simpson, when he said her farm of Simpson was was where we grew our love. The Simpson is uh, I think of the Arabic term for Stephanie Street, and Kisaria. Um, let the hills of Senor know that the sons of Cesaria have gone to the ocean of haunting scepters. Okay, that has something to do with the, the death. And um, then it says the um, crybaby. Well, I think you we know that. I think that's an old English word. The um, what other I should have read them before I did the poem so we could like kind of look down more. But um. Yeah, he said he was a crybaby. Uh, I don't see it in here now. Lamp, lamp, lamp cry, lamp cry. Oh, wow, where is that word? Hmm. Anyway, if I find it, I'll explain it to you. I can't see it now. Um, that word was in the poem, and that was a new word that I learned, but it was Old English and Latin. And a lot of these places that don't even speak English have better words than we do because they kept some of the older words from English that um, that I just love. Lacrimose, that was the name of it. L-A-C-H-R-Y-M-O-S-E. He said, I've been a lacrimose son of my mother. That means he's been a big crybaby, the one that can't stop crying. That's what lacrimose is. There you go. I am really kind of grateful that you 
went back over some of that because I was definitely starting to feel like, man, my vocabulary is getting weak. <laughs> okay. And see, this, this is mama. You know, class is open. Mama's here. That's all there is to it. Well, you know what? I just find out something. I usually just pass it along. It's not. It's not like I'm a genius, genius or a dunce. I just share whatever I find out because a lot of people find out things they want to keep it out for themselves. They don't want to share. They don't want other people to know what they know. I mean, I want everybody to know what I know because if I'm reading something, then you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. And what's the point of you reading? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to go back and, yeah, jot down some of those words, make sure I understand right. them just for the future. <laughs> right. So just go, go and find uh, his name, and you probably find that poem. Or I can send it to uh, Nyla on the page, and you, you all can read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I probably do. I'll send it on the page, to Nyla's page over there. Uh, you all can read it and get those words out and kind of look them up yourself. But that's what I did. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoy this work. And he does have a website too. So, all right, guys, peace and love. I love you. Don't be strangers. Wow. Come back. Just, just jump on and disappear just like that, huh? Yeah. Hey. Well, I, can, I can give you another poem, but uh, I said we got a limit of two, so I did one of my. Ah. <laughs> and one of uh-huh. one of mine, and I gave another artist some play, so. Okay, that sounds fair. But you know, I'll be watching and listening for you. I can do one quick one for you. There was a challenge out there that says, I can't marry a poet. So if you have time, if you want me to come back, I'll do, I can't marry a poet for you. It's kind of funny. I am looking forward to it. Okay. (laughs) All right, Mama, thank you for jumping on so much. It was so good to hear from you again. Thank you, Christopher. Always wonderful, Mom. Okay, Stan. See you Friday. Okay. Before I let the next caller on the air, I just want to let area code 832 know if they want to come on to the air, then they need to press 1. So let's see. Next up, it looks like I have area code Eight six three. Eight six three. You are on the air. Um, before I let the next caller on the air, I just want to let oh. area code eight three two know. I can hear myself. Come on to the air. Then they need to press one. That's that delay, man. Um, <laughs> next up, like I have area code eight six three. Oh, oh, I'm um um. Um, hello. Hey, how are you um, doing, Miss Marie? Okay, I'm doing okay. H- how you doing? I am so glad to be here. I wish the circumstances were a tad bit different, but yes, I have missed you. hearing you. Okay, okay, and 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 we miss you too on here. Okay, and um, and tonight I have a poem. From um, uh, uh, Gary was called a musician's love. Okay. Okay. The okay the violin he, called musician's love. The violin he oh let me get it closer up. I'm I'm okay. Okay. The violin hears as I bow, 
forever drawing it to and fro, never-ending cycle-like, tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken and the night settles down as I leave a wanton wander full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fiction of probability is what I see to embellish this spellbound dream for me. The end. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that just had this wonderful, almost whimsical kind of quality to it. And I kind of, yes. I, I don't even know how to say it, but just the way that you read always just kind of pulls me in. There's this wonderful kind of cadence to it all that just kind of, I don't know, makes it well, so very relaxing. Well, thank it's you. An, thank you. It is. It's, it's an enchanting rhythm to the way you, you present a poem, always, every time. And well, um, listeners cannot help but go into it. Well, um, um, th- thank you, Stan. Oh, my pleasure. Okay, okay, and and then and the one I got is is called the one I'm um, called an empty chair. Okay, here sits an empty chair, waiting for your presence. But will you show up? Your empty chair misses you too. Your deep voice, just your presence alone, while we wait for you. There's only silence. You can even hear the sound. Of the sewing needle falling to the floor. The end. Oh, Maureen, that. Oh, that kind of just gave me chills. Mm. Yeah. That feeling of anticipation, of expectation, yeah. and longing. Yes, because I used to thinking, well, God is going to come. Through and bring him, you know, bring uh, bring him back alive and bring all the ashes and make it come him alive again, just like he was. But now I know he ain't. God ain't going to answer my prayer. He's not going to come back. I used to thought that. I want. I guess I want that so so bad. And what gets me is about him is that um. I never had no closure because, see, they keep telling me, you know, um, I I can't speak to them, so that's why I don't want to talk to them because I'll get upset with them, the host. But, but they keep telling me, oh, he died from, um, not um, what you call, dementia. There's no way he had dementia, and I will never ever ever believe that. Hmm. He, he he um. Um, he, he never had that because he knew who I was all the way t- till he took his last breath. I was there, and there's no way. I mean, at the beginning, he might. I had to convince him. He said, "Where his car?" I had to tell him, "You don't have that car no more. If you had it, you must have had it before we met." There was this car he used to have, and he used to thought his mom was alive. I had to tell him his mom. I had to tell him the bad news. His mom passed away. Um, in 2000, but something like that. But but him having dementia, no way. Noreen, can you hear me? Yes. I can't talk very well right now, but I just want to tell you 
Nobody knew Gary better than you? Yes. And so they can say anything they want to say. You just sit there and smile because you know the truth. And your truth is the only thing that matters. Yes. Sometimes it's easier for people who are not connected to put a label on things and tie it into a nice, neat package with a little bow. You don't have to do that. What you have will never fit in a box. What you have will never fit in a neat little package. What you have is much bigger than that. So don't let it upset you. Just smile and know that you know the truth. And Gary knows the truth. And he reminds you of that every day. Yes. All right. I love you. I can't talk, but I love you, and I just wanted to say that. We love you, too, Nyla, and we pray that you get better. I will. I will. I just look like a train wreck hit my face right now. I look like I have a big bruised beard. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, I, I'm, I'm muting myself now. I love you, Noreen. Okay, we love you too, Nyla. Hey, dear lady, yes. know this. Mm-hmm. You knew that man to the core. Yes. You felt him to the core. Yes. You bring his poetry, you bring him. Yes. No matter what anyone says. Yes. That man is still with you. We feel yes. it. I, I, yes, I, I feel it all the time. He's with me. That yes, is ma'am. something that has always struck me with your poetry, is just this overwhelming love. Mm-hmm. And it is impossible for me not feeling. Every yes. single time I hear you read, I can tell it is not something that can be contained it's not something that can really be held back Mm -hmm. that is something that I think I always cherish and always look forward to every single time you come on to read Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. thank you Noreen okay you're welcome and can I read one more I think we can do one more. Okay. And this is, I wrote this couple two or three days ago, and this came in, came to me all of a sudden. I had to hurry get out of the bathroom and sit down in the kitchen to write it down. And this is called So Tell Me. Okay. This called So Tell Me. Some say God doesn't exist. So tell me, how did you or I get here? How did the trees, flowers get here? What about the sky, the clouds, the rainbows? What about the animals? So tell me how. I see. You can't? Because God is the one. God is our creator, our maker. Without him, we are nothing. You say you still don't believe? How do you know there is such thing as air, oxygen? Do you see it? No, you don't. How do you know there is wind blowing? Do you see it? No, you don't. Yet you still believe. When you sit down, how do you know the chair won't break? Well, you don't know. Yet you still believe it won't break. You have faith. Just like God, we can't see him, but we still believe in God. God is alive for real. Now do you believe? The end. Mm 
that one <laughs> I think that one is actually really important. It is so difficult to hang on to trust, to faith, to something good with all the negative that goes on in the world around us. Yes. That really is the the strength of something like faith is being able to have this core belief that goes beyond simply what can be seen, what can be felt. It's something that makes life worth pushing on for. Yes. Sometimes the only thing that keeps us afloat in this life is faith. Yes, and that's what keeps that, me going. That was a wonderful piece, Tony. I love that piece. Well, th- th- thank because you, Because it reminds us. It reminds us. We may have some answers, but we don't have them all. Nope. Okay, Noreen, would you please be so kind as to share how everyone can get a hold of you? Okay, okay, and you can um uh, uh, find um Gary and I. Well, you can find our books on on um, Amazon dot com. Um, um, our book is Two Hearts in One. Um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings and the Aura of Truth. You can find them on Amazon.com. And our official website is Gary and Noreen Snyder.com. Wait, Gary and Noreen Snyder.wisk.com, front slash poetry. And then you can, uh, I have a, a, a website I, dedica- I dedicated to Gary and his memory. And you can see his drawings he did after he had the stroke. I haven't got them all up there yet. You can see them and hear him, his music and everything, and his poetry too. And that's on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder. dot front slash Gary with a small letter G. It has two R's in it. Okay, and then you can find Gary on um, ReverbNation. dot com, and you can find him on Facebook. dot com, and you can find him on PoetryPoem. dot com, and and he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> I can't say it like I used to. <laughs> oh, I've missed that. <laughs> okay, and 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 you can find me um, on um, um. Okay, you can find me on um. Okay, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, um, PoetryPoem.com. And you can also find me on Ko-Fi, code-fi.com, and it's under Gary and Noreen Snyder. Okay, and then um, then you also can um, okay, f- find us on um, the Poetry Club a group on Facebook that I created. I did this in honor of Gary, and and you can hear me um, do a, a Facebook Live every every Saturday evening between five and five thirty, and and tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I mean, this coming Saturday. It will be the first Saturday of the month. Every first Saturday of each month, and um, I'm, I'll have a, a 
a raffle drawing. Anybody who joins, be in the drawing. And that it'll be a book. Wonderful. That sounds okay. wonderful. Really okay. good. Okay, thank hey, you. Gary's still here. Yes. Because his words are still here. Yes. You've made sure his words are available to everyone yes. anywhere. Yes. Yes. So he's still here, dear lady, and so are you, and thank you so yes. much. Okay, um, um, thank you, Stan, and th- thank you very much, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure to have you, Noreen. Okay, um, right. thank you all. <laughs> okay, so next up we have area code 848. 848, you are on the air. Hey, did Dennis call in? Um, I don't believe we've spoken to a dentist just yet. So be it. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Six, seven, hmm. eight. And it's sad. No, it's so sad. There's such loss. And the loss of loved ones drowning in their lungs. Listen, you can hear the cries. They're void of goodbyes. It's merciless time, ignoring their pleas. They maintain the healing, die trying. Protect your deity's house in a focal point of selflessness and sacrifice. So now they're isolated. So now you're all isolated overnight, and reality is different. A quarantined ventilator pulse of a sleeping breath. It's waiting on the fate of two new ICU units. The shelterless parking lot sequesters those homeless. The theaters echo empty. The venues draw blank walls. And still some can't figure out the lesson. The world works better when it works together. And some can't hear that clear. The world sounds better when it sings together. Neat. The hardship is guided upon the light of sunrise, a relentless glint refracted within a resplendent firmament. The sapphire vessel returns with legendary rewards of future fables. The itinerant voices celebrate the ghost myth song. And quicker than the eye, a lotus unfolds, a butterfly arrives, now reborn as one that quells a suffered sky. And throughout the fading camouflage of a cerulean projection, a vagabond orb on the cusp of a crescent's edge leaps from soul to soul. Hey, happy Thursday. Thanks. (laughs) Hey, before you go, I recognize that voice. I know that that is one Gregory Schwartz. Oh, how? Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> how come I don't rake and rake does anything? <laughs> Where's the backstory? Thank you. That's very kind of you to recognize. And how thus am I being recognized? Um, you are a very distinct voice and a very distinct poet. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I Dang. am very familiar with that. I keep going. It's like a shrink. <laughs> Send me the shrink. I heard nothing like that. You would have set the piss. Or, hey, can I rip off one more? You sure? Absolutely. Yeah, nah. Gary, quick. We've had some yeah. quick ones, so do it. 
Yeah. Okay. This is brutal. I'm going to tell you now, Gary, I'm going to have to get a miner's helmet (laughs) because the depth (laughs) you go in your poetry, I need it. Fantastic. I love the metaphors. I love the flow. We like the word love. Outstanding. Case of beer, green, red team with that apocalypse now. Okay, let's hit him where we go. Sorry, trip, excellent. Passe commentats. This graffiti ridicules police brutality. Are you powerless to reason why they pleaded? I can't breathe. Religious institutions perpetrate patriotic hypocrisy. Citizen annihilation is backed by institutionalized bullets of corporate weaponry. The murdered didn't die peacefully. They covered the slug holes in a poultice of what that was of little use. Vigilante Superman images of materialized citizens. A southern separatist slave heritage. Conservatives write the laws. The chains of the Confederacy are tightened around the neck. America's in the middle of three crosses. Endless fences, obstacles to overcome, lines drawn, streets divided, cornered off, and further crackdown descends. And yeah, breathe life into a dying world and breathe light into a dying night. I have to call in more often. Thanks. Yeah, that all of those pieces were wonderful. Man, I don't even know where to begin. That one hit like a freight train. Neat. That had serious impact. That was outstanding. Truly. That, oh, oh man. Oh, thank you. That it's was in- some very real concrete and very real as steel observations. Well, That's bold. Little, I enjoyed every or so, single so word of that. My observing <laughs> television, <laughs> you know, freaking we're living a bubble in New Jersey. No, we taking this stuff real serious. I've only been out four times. Um, theater's not opening anytime soon. We're not jeopardizing any audience. Everything's, this, you know, I shouldn't really be saying this too, yeah, but so what? Uh, everything's really on hold till after November. They're going to try for next year. That has to be approved. So a year from now, are you going to have 3,000 people gathered uh, here in a festival? You know, that's, that's really sketchy. So that's, mm. you know, that's it in the most simplest form. So there, you figure, you know, at December after the – I'll go quick. December after the holidays, you know, kids, family. So now you're going from basically December to March. So that's kind of 90 days. How do you refocus on the streaming audience and say it costs you eight to make 12 and you have to consider that three margin. So, well, if that's not enough, you know, that's your freaking problems. You're like a money freak, sort of. So it's all the old paradigm's gone. It's all, there's no rules anymore. And, you know, it's pretty cool. My computer blew up a while ago, but that's basically it in a sense. I don't want to take up like too much time. Sound like I know what's going on, but everything's on hold till after the, after November. And, you know, a year from today, do you, you know, want 3000 plus people for a weekend and all the action in their action causes friction that creates heat. This stuff's attracted to that. This stuff's very aggressive. You can see it following people's breath streams. 
And this is no mm-hmm. joke. Nobody knows. Well, you know, because the you know the clan douche in charge, so nobody knows the residual problems, and it's serious. And you know, a couple people survived some of the last shows, and they were on the cusp of it, and they survived. But this is no joke. You know, this this is really you know, ring around the rosy. You know, how many pandemics have there been in history? So just because, you know, we have electricity and it's in a different perspective, it isn't. This is as primitive as anything. This is all, you got to see through all that. Your smartphone isn't going to stop you from getting the freaking Ronin 19. That's all. We're, you know, hey, thanks. Let me call in. I'll try to call in more. Oh, by all means. Please. Oh, yeah, please. Thank you. Okay, you know, everybody, no, really. keep Seriously, it together. I love someone who looks at a situation and sees the stark reality of it and has no fear in expressing it. Yeah, Thank fuck that. You. We're not we're not jeopardizing our audience. There's there's no way and a lot you know, we'll be cool. Just take your time. Hey thanks, man. Everybody be easy. <laughs> cool. Let me get out of here so I can get neat. Hey thanks. That was very on in a flash and gone wow. just as quick. <laughs> that was a tornado that just came through here. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love it. <laughs> All right. So next on the line, we do have an international caller. Hi, how are we doing there? Why, hello there, sir. Hi, baby. Hi, Nyla. Nice to see, speak to you again. Hi, Stanley. How are we doing? And Chris, nice to meet you. A pleasure. Glad you're here, too. Uh, I've not been able to get on for a while. Uh, Corona's had me having my daughter for five days a week, so I've been sleeping a lot at night instead of staying up and doing poetry. But luckily, Nyla so... sent me a message tonight that it was coming on. Just just out of curiosity, where are you calling from, and what time is it there? I'm in Wales in the UK, and it's 19 minutes past three in the morning. Oh, yeah. wow. That is some dedication. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I've been um, – I've spent most of this year running lives on Instagram for poetry and things like that, but trying to do it more my time. Um, but obviously, this, this shows where I started out. It must be three years ago now, and it'll always be home to me. And you are always that welcome. Speakeasy is <laughs> always going to be there, welcoming new voices and bringing back the old ones. So I've got a <laughs> couple of my uh, pieces from this year perform and I'm going to start with this piece called The Show Must Go On Indeed. I'm trying so desperately to see a future that doesn't seem to fall before my mind blanketed in darkness no memories allowed to be made a continuous of just another day which I long ago forbade lucid thoughts long gone no more am I who I believe myself to be just a remnant reliving the same dreams I already had once dreamed. 
every waking moment feels like an impossible quest to achieve a desire to still exist. The days growing longer, peace harder to find. Where the fuck do you go when you can't escape your own mind? Lights out, music loud, drowning out the voices of life's essence no longer around. One day you pray you might find a desire to stay, but every hope and wish just flutters away on the singed wings of your burnt-out butterfly heart. Empty spaces, what are we living for? My vessel, tired of fighting, for if only a one more dream. I lock away my demons, but still I hear them scream. Come home, escape this hell on earth, and to the next life arise. Violate your flesh. It's a cocoon for a creature you know you want to be. Spread wings and fly free. You'll see. In the escape, you'll find the craving fulfilled for a life of great beauty. Spread wings of red pulled from torn open limbs. Fly to the light as it glimmers almost gone. Then back to reality, your mind falls. I can fly, my friends. The show must go on. End piece. Ooh, man. That wow. entire read just gave me chills. That it is so expressive. The desperation and the depression that life can yeah. be. Beautifully I think that done, sir. Beautifully done. Being locked up inside the same four walls has had me in a pretty dark place. Well, it gets us to where we're doing a lot of inner travel within ourselves. And it's not always pretty. It's not always pretty. Oh, it's definitely not pretty when it comes to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know this has been very unusual times, unusual circumstances. It has not really been fully understood yet just what kind of impact this is going to have on an entire generation's worth of mental health. I mean, you summed it up beautifully here. Uh, Peace is really hard to find when it's really in your own head. That's where a lot of the negativity, a lot of the desperation, the loneliness really kind of comes from. And if you're stuck inside just with that inner world, it can get pretty bleak pretty fast. It certainly does. This was an amazing piece. Was was flashing on the lyrics, the very starting lyrics of the song, which was, Hello, darkness, my old friend, I've come to talk to you again. Mm -hmm. The sound of silence can sometimes be deafening. The poem that I've just read was actually written from... um, lyrics of a song that saved my life more than anything and it's the show Mm -hmm. must go on by queen indeed indeed excellent (sighs) 
music is so many things and i forget <laughs> i think people forget that yeah it really does have the ability to save lives art music lyrics poetry if it can reach out and touch someone it can make a huge difference and just the fact that you're willing to share something like this i think is definitely something to be remarked on uh mental health is kind of a taboo subject the world over and it seems almost especially so for for men so being willing to come on here and share something like this i really do appreciate you taking the time to do that it's uh, it's something i've been doing for quite a while i started a helpline for people when i was 15 years old I ran that till I was 23 and I've spent the last 10 years now going through changes within my own situation. I've been disabled for 12 years since I had an accident at work. Um, and obviously everything's changed over for me and I've become a completely different person to who I was. And I try to get it out there with poetry and with the lives that I'm doing, the, you know, mental health, for men and women needs to be spoken about. You can't hide it inside. And we're all here sharing the same kind of art form, creativity to do that for ourselves. So don't hide your darkest pieces, share them out with us and let everybody see it. Exactly. This is, this is something I believe is one of the greatest gifts that a poet can have is recognizing Yes, we would love to live in a world of sunshine and puppies, but we live in a world of sunshine and shit burgers, and we have to tell it all. Um, There's something very special to be said about, yeah, it's very easy to feel alone with some of these thoughts, some of these feelings, especially nowadays, to express it to let someone know that they're not the only one that feels that way it can have tremendous impact yes because it if, helps if I, relieve some of that isolation to know you're not the only one certainly if I have time I have another piece I'd like to share as well please do oh by all means I wonder what will be the next cliche you say It'll all be okay, just give it a day. Maybe two or a week. It's not always going to be so bleak. I'll talk about how I've changed, how I'm not the same person you once knew. Like the fading colour of my favourite top, I'm no longer bright and blue. Instead, you see me more of a dark grey. As I battle through hell to face each and every fucking day. You know, some days I just can't. And that's okay. Or... At least it is for me. Because this mind is a prison from which I will never be free. Don't get me wrong. I understand it all. You saw me as mighty, now you've seen the fall. And it is frightening. To know what you thought was a warrior is no longer standing and fighting. No longer writing out their pain for the world's entertainment. Fuck that. The world doesn't deserve my pain as payment. I want to know joy. I want to know peace, but I'll never know either as long as I breathe. 
for these demons inside keep fucking plaguing me, trying to drag me back to hell where they know I'm meant to be. They see the darkness that is inside of me. No shining beacon of hope, just another one of life's casualties. Did I ever tell you of the day I went to the dark? That's all there was there for me too. More darkness. I don't know what I did to piss off whatever higher powers there may be. It seems in this world or another, darkness is all I receive. I mean, I guess I could take it back to when I was a child of six, maybe seven, when I turned my back on an almighty and stopped praising the Lord of heaven. Or when I swore if I ever met them, I'd strike them down when I was ten as I watched the strongest man I knew clasped in the clutches of death. Then when I was 17 and taken for a ride. No, I mean literally. Pride stolen, virtue gone. That's when the darkness really had me come undone. I fought it for a year or so, still didn't feel no better. So I took the journey to where dark things go, thinking it could make the whole world better. Failed again. Brought back again. I didn't expect to live. Then twice more darkness knocked on my door in rapid succession. It stole my body, left me frail. But you already know this part of the tale. So I digress and move along. Then it let me watch once more as a noble man was wronged. The big sea, they say. That awful illness is unkind in every way. I watched a man who gave his all as his soul slowly floated away. Surely by now I thought it would be done. But not, not, not back the darkness did come. This time, a little three for one. Misplaced trust. A child lost. Then went the use of my legs. The pain inside growing harder to hide. So I slumped in defeat, frail body fallen, and I cried. I could have given up then. But I rose and I rose each knockdown before. These bindings will not hold me. For in the fucking darkness you will stare, you demons that pray, on the weak-willed and those you deem broken. The new day will rise, and the sun will still shine, and tales of my victory will be spoken. End peace. Indeed, sir. Indeed. Life can be one very dark road. And every once in a while, we just get a few rays of sunshine. Very few. But through strength, which you have shown, you can survive and move on to the next. Your writing is necessary. People need to understand. Yes, life is not fair. It is not just. It isn't about good or evil. It simply is. And we all have to deal with it. Beautifully written, sir. Yep. Thank you, Star. That one, I, I kind of just want to take a minute and sit with it. That strikes so many chords. I mean, I've worked in mental health for a very long time now. I've struggled with my own kind of issues with depression. And to hear something like this, it kind of weaves in and out of all those different aspects of it. 
I loved the part in there that you had talking about how difficult it is to go through these battles with it. All too often, I think we we hear that old adage of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And how many people have we held up for the amazing things that they were able to produce from the dark side of their emotions, artists, musicians, things like that. And it still wasn't enough. All those daily battles take their toll and sometimes it's too much. It was amazing to hear that and to hear that addressed. All too often I hear people think that depression is just a simple state of mind that can be willed away. Not quite that simple. It's not quite that easy. And the struggle that goes with it is so difficult to put into words to make it understandable for someone that hasn't experienced it on that kind of level. And here you are sharing your life, your experience. It was amazing to hear. I've been trying to do this sort of thing for a long time because I know that if one person's helped by hearing my story, then I've saved one person from going down the same holes that I've been down. And everyone saved is another light for the world. Very much so. Sometimes the brightest light comes from the darkest place. And in this case, you are illuminating a human condition that some people don't recognize. They simply don't, or they don't want to talk about it. They feel, or somehow a failure. It's not. It's life. And life can be this. And people have to be aware and recognize it. Thank you for that. It's it's an honor to be able to do it, to be able to share it with people and to to help people through. I, I know recently I've actually supported several other poets on the Instagram community with similar situations because they've heard my story and then come to me to talk to me about their problems and just to help them through it like that. It's it's been wonderful. I have to say it. Thank you not only for your, your art, your poetry, but also for, for your community, for people. It is all too often a thankless kind of job, but it is something that you're right, absolutely can save a life. Thank you for saying that. Well, let me say this. There are many who believe that nobility comes from something inherited. I believe nobility comes from actions. And your actions, I believe, in my opinion, um, before I I 
kind of send you on your way. I just needed to share that Nyla wants to <laughs> express her love for you. And if you would be so kind as to let the world know how they can reach out and share with you, share their love, share their appreciation. Of course, and Nyla knows I love it a bit, and I'm sorry I've not been here more often. Um, I can be found on Facebook, it's Callum Kennedy Hume, and I'm also on Instagram, uh, a message to my muse. Thank you very much, Colin. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much, sir. It's been a pleasure to get to talk to you guys again. You're more than welcome to do so again in the future. (laughs) I'll be be trying to get back now that my daughter's back in school. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you again for calling in. And I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to bring on our next caller. Next caller is area code 419. 419, you are on the air. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Hello. (laughs) Hello there. I don't know who I'm talking to. (laughs) You're talking to Stan and Christopher. We're kind of just taking the place of Nyla for the day. Yeah, because I saw she had an invite for me, and I felt bad. So I'm like, I told her I'd be on, and then I'm like, okay, I'll call in because I've had such a, a long day. I crashed somebody's car accidentally and, yeah, drove to Wisconsin, oh, wow. so about six hours away. And uh, I got a oh. couple of poems. I don't know how much time you have to read. I know she's not talking much because of her being sick. I just tuned in, like, the last half hour here, so pardon me for okay. not knowing. Well, since you have crashed a vehicle, I would say, yeah, do what you, you need to do and then, <laughs> and then take care of business. <laughs> Well, I, I just feel bad because I backed in to pick up paint for my company, and mm-hmm. I backed in fine, and it was perfect. And then the guy loaded the paint up, and then when I left, I had driven a different truck. I only drive it in wintertime because it's 4x4, but it's a big truck. And I cut the corner and hit the guy's fender and took it off a brand-new 2019 oh. Dodge Charger. Oh, yeah, wow. and it was laying on the ground. The poor <laughs> kid couldn't even leave his job. I felt so bad. But the thing is, I left. Because I thought I hit the curb when I turned because there was a curb right there. He was parked next to the curb. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That oh. didn't feel like – I felt like I was dragging something. I went back, and I called the cops, and I did the right thing. But still, oh, I mean, boy. I would hate that if someone did that to me. Karma does play a role in life, and I'm an honest person. So I went back, called the cops, <sighs> called my insurance, reported everything, and, yeah. <laughs> I won't be this happy when I get my deductible. <laughs> oh, that is that is a sad truth. <laughs> I'll tell you what, ain't life a pip? <laughs> you know, when you least expect it, when you least expect it, things happen. And the cop said, it's a good thing. You guys are both fine. You're both alive. Cars can be replaced every day. I'm like, yeah, for $10,000. <laughs> like, I was so mad. Because yeah. <laughs> the whole front clip has to be replaced. I don't know. But, oh, well, oh, my God. truck wasn't even dented. I got a big Ford F-150 and didn't even dent it. <laughs> His car was in pieces and my truck didn't even touch it. So oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I, I feel bad. I, I my name is Shelly Gambino. I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> Nyla called oh. me we call um four one agent four one nine because of my area code. <laughs> yeah. 
that's what she uh, was motioning to me as soon as you came onto the air. <laughs> this is Agent yeah. 419. <laughs> 419. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So um, the first piece I could read is called The Scream. <laughs> so I figured okay. that that would be an appropriate piece for me today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's called The Scream. That feeling, oh, by all means. Bring right, it on, right? <laughs> That feeling, that wantingness to explode, to release, to escape, the pure exasperation that remains so deep, way deep, deep down inside, inhaling so severely until it hurts, masquerading your sentiments until you cannot anymore, continuing to inhale, face turning blue, holding on to everything bottled up inside. Then Then it is that moment where you just open up, taking freedom from your breath as you finally exhale with everything you got, you scream. Followed by, ah! (laughs) (laughs) I think right now that is a very appropriate, cathartic kind of poem. (laughs) Exactly. I thought it it fit the the occasion. (laughs) But, yeah, that that was one... (laughs) Um, I don't know. Do I have time for a couple? I got a couple short ones. Um, for some short ones, I think we could do some some quick short ones. Okay, I I only got two more, but they're short. Like Nyla knows my poetry is really long, so I got them short today. Um, this one I just wrote. I spent the weekend with my boyfriend. It's called "The Night Is Ours." Um, sitting under a starless sky, the moon our only light. I see reflections in your eyes. The love you have for mine singing songs by the campfire light, enjoying our lovely night. As the embers rise from the fire, watching them sparkle, float up, and fade away, being ever so thankful for the memories created, being so grateful for today. Our music carries the notes in our hearts, our harmonics in tune with nature that surrounds us. Nighttime has fallen. Even the silence is still when the music stops. No worries of the day, no hectic schedule or asshole boss. The night is ours, the night is young. The night forever will belong to us. And peace. My favorite I had a bad, one. I had, I had a bad work week. Obviously. And I was about to say, my favorite line, no asshole boss. I love it. It fit right with uh, no hectic schedule. Uh, it kind of sounds like and that perfect the, getaway from work. Right, right. And I was at work when I hit the stupid car. <laughs> it was, oh, I was getting boy. paid for my company. Oh, well. <laughs> um, this one is called Bracing for the Impact, and it's not the impact I did on the Charger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it just... does seem appropriate. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yes, it does. Uh, this is more about emotional like relationships and stuff like that. So it's called Bracing for the Impact. How long will you love me for? Until eternity? Until the blue runs out of the ocean? Until the skylines fade away, until forever turns into today. How long will you love me for? I really need to know. I can't help but wish for forever to give our hearts and love time to grow. How long will you love me for? Until the very sight of me makes you sick? Until there is no conversation left, no words of kindness to exchange? How long will you love me for? I need to know so I can be brave and peace. That, I think, is a wonderful kind of follow-up to the whole phrase of falling in love. 
bracing for the impact that's going to follow. <laughs> yes. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yes. I I just hate the relationship thing, and I've only been in three really in my life. My first one lasted seven years. I was married, 14, my husband passed away, and now I'm in a relationship now. And I just, when is this going to end? Because everything in my life has ended, and I just, I hate it. But it's just perplexing thoughts and questions that, you know what I mean? Like, I hope it never does, but that still lingers a doubt in my mind because not everything lasts. So. This is true. This is true. My longest lasting relationship has been 56 years, and that's my addiction to smoking. That's my addiction to smoking. Well, I quit that. Yeah, that's not good. But, no, I just, like, I thought it was kind of cool to do a poem about questions because it makes the reader think. So I like – it was a different style for me to try. I do the free-form stuff because I'm not a conformist. (laughs) There you go. There you go. No, that was great. It was <laughs> it was this poem that was full of doubt, but at the same time, just fun. It's right, very right. easy to see how your personality is kind of leaking into your writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's twisted like that fender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I was to be honest and truthful, and that was the first laugh I had all day. So that was great, and I thank Nyla for letting me be on her show again. <laughs> She's gonna be like, block that four one nine number every time she calls. Um, well, do you want to let people know how to find you, or, or are we <laughs> nervous about a a fenderless charger I, coming up on you? <laughs> I'm not nervous yet. And yeah, the thing in pieces, poor thing. I felt so bad for that kid. Um, but uh, no, I. I'm a published poet, and I'm actually getting published in another book coming up next month, so I'm excited. I get read in the United Kingdom as well. Um, on Facebook, my name is Shelly Gambino, um, but you don't want to go on that site because that's my personal stuff, and nobody cares about that anyway. But um, poetical intrigue, not not political, um, poetical intrigue is where I post. It's a public site where I post all my poetry on there, poems that I write. So, Yeah. And hey, I picked up a twelve-string guitar, and my big goal is to try to put some of my songs to music. So, all right, that's my goal. There you <laughs> Not go. Not saying nobody wants to pay, but maybe I can play for people in Chargers and parking lots. <laughs> 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 uh, just watch hey, out for guys, those. Hey, guys, I have uh, not had one ounce of alcohol tonight. <laughs> And Shelly, it sounds like it has been a very interesting kind of week for you. <laughs> yeah, well, day, a day, and I even drove to Wisconsin. Woohoo! Came back home to my family, so <laughs> I made it in one piece. That poor charger didn't. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yep. I, I so. got to break out with that song. I fall to pieces. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. And, it was um, awesome laughing, joking, talking with you guys, and you have a great night. And I hope Nyla gets better, too. I pray for her that, that it goes fast for the recovery. So. Uh, wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Shelly. Let's see. we got to so, do this again sometime. <laughs> Shelly, I'm going to put oh, you on hold. 
And just okay. to kind of let everyone know, we do have two remaining callers waiting in line. Uh, next up is going to be area code 573. And the last one for the evening will be area code 419. And Stan? I'm here. <laughs> what a roller you are going to be calling uh, to her. Wow. <laughs> Stan, just to let you know, you should probably grab some more pieces because once our two callers are done, I'm going to have you read one more piece for us as well. I'll have it ready. Okay. And I think that will be how we will close the show this evening. So let me bring on the next caller, area code 573. On Good the evening, air. this is Sinister Spittle. Stand oh, the man there's and a voice I have not heard not in heard a long time. <laughs> long time, man. It's great. Loved it. Loved it being on your show that night, man. That was that was a blast <laughs> to have you back. Yeah, too bad I was cut short by haters. We won't mm-hmm. get into that. Christopher, how are you, man? It's been a long time. I'm doing rather well. Uh, just trying to support Nyla while she is not doing as well. And, yeah, taking a little break from some of the other day-to-day life activities. But I am very I much looking well forward to hearing your stuff. Uh, I mean, I got an old one and a new one for you guys. So, Okay. We're going to start with the old. Insight on the plethora. You think that this derision is Paramount show where you say Sanity and I once stood? Somewhere in between the passing up or giving a fuck, multiple incursions got us shelterless. The ice storm has pierced holes in the sun. Posh is love racing and streams of drugs. Blotted and pacification have the blood clots come unsung. Rallying into frailty's breast 72 hours plus again. These visages of weary eyes do tell stories of the lack of completion in your stalled progression, failing to harness the amplified ability. Regular fuck-offs make no worthy prize. Fallacy seeing only eerie accounting has sprung out. Diverting crevices to stew within your speaking elevation amongst bot flies, defecating larva. How is the girth of an elephant not disclosed? This test is festering, stuck better than stool. Packaged glass-lit ramekins to exhume frosty hues. Spit our pipeline-sized two expressions failing. Shelving reminiscent years of too stubborn, drunk, or foolhardy to escape the film. I move, we dance in and out of felonious deviancy, plundering from corporate white color shades, assimilate short fire rampant on circuit boards, alienating senses to stagnant ends, we tosh, sucking the passing into another solution, failing to rescue the fractions of optimism we once carried, completely demolished emotions through the air, typing the passing of another faded syringe, reduced to the frantic betting on the better high. Deal out if you blow out, at least already under. We'll definitely try to coerce past Jacqueline to fragment in these vessels now Sunday. In peace. Man. Oh, it has been a while since I have heard one of your pieces, and it just does not ever disappoint. 
you had this line in there that really kind of jumped out for me. I believe it was ice has pierced the sun. Man, the, I, ice, the ice pierced holes in the sun. Yes. And you have this way of just nonstop wonderful imagery. And man, I kind of love how in your face you can be with some of this. A lot of this stuff, it, it's not easy for people to stomach it and to be confronted with something that is so kind of against their nature. I think this is something that I've always really kind of enjoyed with your poetry is that you don't shy away from the difficult. You don't shy away from the ugly and you do just kind of let loose. (laughs) This is one thing I can say about Sinister Spittle. If you're waiting for him to pump sunshine up your dress, you better get ready to be mooned. I'm telling you. This is the volcanic voice of spoken words. (laughs) Every once in a while, I can throw a little humor out there, but not not, not until I take you to the edge and you're about to fall off. (laughs) There you go. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about your pieces, man. Your images... Your metaphors, they are dark, they are hard, they are real. And then all of a sudden, what was that? (laughs) Ron Relentless, baby. Ron Relentless. Okay. Now, you said you had a newer piece that you wanted to share as well. Yeah. Yeah, this is is called Fear and Consciousness. Disassemble the wheels of your consciousness as a whole. Split beneficiary of self-indulgent wiles to further the gap. Quizzically now, the minions are misguided by the grand ruse. Interloper of directions flawed to illuminate this resurrection. Ambient folly. Serenaded hostile crowds misled by false prophets, true puppeteers. Non-maliciously that you presume to trigger kaleidoscope grins. Tragedy is in every second newborn raging to crack foundations. Stupidity is a bowl of cereal overfed to the belligerent masses, eclipsing reason. Anti-conformity was a cross you bled on, inverted for just cause. Imbeciles, digitized viral media junkies set to infect the populace. Corner your rights on a soapbox of misery to be worse than the now. Who will buy that for a dollar when the cost is a thousandfold? Hypocrisy chasing. Treating life like a drug, you right away a waste of time. Such a color shaded, don't mask the truth you deny. Thinking I'm all over the place, that's what streaming consciousness is. Barter your invested folly for a new set of rose-scented lenses. Sunflower vision. That rash is stress jam, man. Are you losing digits too? Leprosy of the mouth is what society has been given. Guns and militant arms are the voodoo you're evoking in peace's name. Power trippers, man, got the world gunned down in shame. Tyranny quickens. Illustrate an alliteration of self-work I would hang a charm on. Then, maybe we'll see the light, this amethyst reliquary you're chasing. I question the past intended on feeble thoughts for better futures. Pants around ankles, you're caught thinking, mighty, but just disgrace. Fear and consciousness, is there even a little hope or faith? And peace. 
I really, really enjoyed that actually. It is, you had this line in there about false prophets and true puppeteers. And I think that is exactly what we're seeing in the world. All too often it's easy to let go of our own self-will, of our own consciousness, of our own desires and follow somebody else's lead. And more often than not, that person that's taking the lead doesn't really seem to have everybody's interests in mind. I really enjoyed the way you kind of put all of that together in this. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the sheep. The sheep do graze, man. Uh, mm. More so today than than ever before, it seems. And uh, I just, I had, I got, just, I don't, I don't even really watch the news. I don't, I don't, I don't watch it. It's just bullshit. But I hear about it, and my kids watch it, and they talk about it, and I listen to all this shit, and I just got fed up and had to write about it. There you go. That's the whole point of it. You know, it's it's the problem is so many are so willing to follow the woolly ass of the sheep in front of them, and they don't take the time to look up to see if that good shepherd they're following hasn't turned into a lemon and is headed to the cliff. They just don't look up. Nope. I love man. Every second you want raising the top foundations. We need independent thinking. You're about as independent as they come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only if, if if only I could be, but no, I'm no messiah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very on much for coming on. <laughs> I like right, the things you speak so of. You have a good night, man. You, you shared. No? Do you hey, want to share how right. anybody can get a hold of you? Yeah, let them know. That's Sinister Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L. No one knows how to spell it because I spell it uniquely. But, uh, you know, Google that shit. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, WordPress. Um, you know, GTS, as Milo would say, <laughs> GTS. I'm ever all right. And nowhere Thank else. Thank you so all much for us. joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. <laughs> all right. So, last caller for the evening. We have. Area code four one nine, but there is apparently another four one nine seven oh seven that has not hit one yet if they wanted to read. So just throwing that out there. All right. Area code four one nine four nine zero. You are on the air. Hello. Can you hear me? I can oh, hear yeah. you. Would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to the world? Yes, my name is Melvin. Hello there, Melvin. Oh, Nyla just had this instant reaction of, oh, God, I love Melvin. 
Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So we're going to do a poem. It's entitled The The Second Coming of Lazarus. Then Jesus said these important words. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And the disciples of Satan in white hoods, three-piece suits, and uniforms, carrying guns, wearing badges, and name tags, saying Wallace, Hoover, Nixon, FBI, CIA, responded to the cry of, let my people go, with their hoses, batons, dogs, and death. And the violence erupted into the streets, and cities burned to the chant of power to the people, in the background of a raised fist and a stalking panther. And the choir sang, Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Oh, Mary, don't you weep, don't you moan. Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And the cities wept ashes to the words of, I have a dream today, and by any means necessary. And Pharaoh conceded with an amendment written in invisible ink, like past treaties, that all men are created equal rights. And there was a law, a period of tempered peace and prosperity, and the streets danced with the people to the songs of changing times. And time ran out as a dark cloud called Republicans raised his ugly face in the Congress. There was a face of repression, of deception, division, and bigotry, of Boehner, of McConnell, of Perry, the party of no. And there was war, and there was poverty, and the rich lined their pockets as the poor lined up in the streets at the corner of contempt and contradiction. And the people marched against the tyrannical government, crying out for justice, seeking what was rightfully theirs, Equality, civility, tired of being repressed, tired of being suppressed, distressed over the total tired for their well-being by those who were supposed to have their best interests at heart. Disheartened, disenfranchised people, living in the aftermath of the Kent State Massacre, undaunted by the pepper spray of brutality, united as one voice, chanting, we will not be denied, and they occupied parks, bridges, streets walkways and jails and the second coming of Lazarus was witnessed across the country around the world and by the uniform by the universe in the form of a revolution in the voice of a revolution power to the people it's been a long time coming but I know a change is going to come and we shall overcome someday oh Mary don't you be don't you moan oh Mary don't you be don't you moan Pharaoh's army got drowned. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. And Paul. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. That was some good stuff. Thank you. Indeed. <laughs> I love the way you integrated it with that song, too. That was a very nice touch. Thank you. 
I think the one thing that really kind of kept getting hammered home in my mind was just how the same symbol can mean something so different to two different groups. You know, uh, listening to you list off organizations like the CIA, the FBI, for one group of people that might be, you know, the whole idea of order and justice and for another We are living in strange times where the people that should be protecting us are now being called into question, and it's no longer quite the relief to see someone. And the fact that that is a reality is such a sad fact. I can't think of too many other ways in which we've been presented with this is what the ideal should be in terms of, okay, where religion should be standing and how that should be kept separate from political affairs. And yet what is a religious ideal and what is reality seems so far apart right now. Yes. I and, and just it, loved this it piece. It just keeps happening over and over. Yes. This is the point. This this is the point. There this is a a part of politics that has turned very ugly is mm-hmm. that one party seems to think they have the moral higher ground because they simply speak from that position. Not that they actually have actions from that position that even anywhere near reflect the ideal, but simply because they say, God bless us. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it work. It's in the actions, not in the rhetoric. No, it's... Amazing to me how something that can be a symbol of hope for one is the symbol of disorder and chaos for the other. You know, we have people marching together in unity, but all of a sudden that is wrong and evil and the mark of people that just want to hurt everyone. Mm -hmm. But this is... These are times that do really kind of require all of our voices I know there's going to be voices that feel differently that think differently but man just a little bit of perspective can go a long way a little bit of love could use a bit more of that in the world All right, Melvin. A lot. So, Mr. Yeah. Melvin, do you have uh, any way that people can reach out and kind of share their love and appreciation with you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook under Melvin uh, Douglas Johnson. I'm also on uh, 
on YouTube under the same name. And I'm on all poetry. Uh, thank you very much, Melvin. Thank you. Thank you. Give me my love. <laughs> thank you. Not sure if you were yeah, able to hear it. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to put you on hold, Melvin. And last up for the evening, we have area code 419707. If you want to come on the air, just press 1. If not, then it's going to be Stan's turn. All right. I hope you are ready, Stan. Well, I think I'm going to close it out with this. The world in haste rushes, frantic, a blur. People as unaware entities in harried pursuit of a material nirvana. Made of the ruins, dust of civilizations, their histories lost lessons. The acts of compassion now held in reverence, celebrated and raised with ceremony and praise as examples of actions unique, rarities today. Not long ago, considered a behavior standard. Drama, distractions, and the obsessions to possess the latest thing. Simple beauty in gentle, quiet moments as smoke and a maelstrom of loud voice and ardent greed. Yet rivers, streams, creeks still amble to ocean. The flora of beauty and life still rise and bloom. There still exist places of sweet silence for relief from a world rushing toward self-induced entropy. Do not seek me in the roar and the din of this world. Do not seek me in the gales of greed and conflict. Contrary to today's agendas, find me at a riverbank, quiet lake or shore, home of solitude, meditating to relieve and revive my weary soul. In peace. Ah, Stan. I kind of loved how that tied into your earlier piece. Reminded me very much of just how temporary things can be. You got to grab those moments. For if nothing else, the sake of your own sanity, you've got to grab those moments. All right. So this has been the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you everyone for calling in, for listening, for sharing. And let's see. Oh, before I do kind of close out the show, I really do need to thank you, Stan, for staying on here and helping me to co-host. Oh, it has been my pleasure, my friend. This has been an incredible evening. The poets really brought it tonight. They brought it. They did. Nyla is sitting here blowing you kisses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're being blown right back. Good thing he can't see me. Oh. <laughs> no. Thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in, for sharing your pieces, for listening to everyone else kind of share their voice. 
And I think we're going to close out the show with a track. This is going to be from Annabelle Fern, Like a Woman. See you next week. We will see you next week. Or neither will. Indeed. Good night, everyone. Good night and good journey. Pretty little baby. Breaks surface of a big blue pill, water cascading down her white swimming suit in tiny torrents of sunlit dew. She's putting on a show for them. Their scaly snouts sit above the surface of the pool. Their heavily lidded eyes watch her hungrily. Her new breasts are hidden beneath padded cups and drawstrings are tied in bows at her hips. She hates her breasts. She hates her hips like fruit, ripening with risk, like fish, pulling her toward choppy tides. She is told that she should now behave a certain way, like a woman, they say. She donates her boy shorts to Goodwill, along with her bicycle helmet, her plastic dinosaurs, and her Converse shoes. She bleaches her hair, she puts gloss on her lips, and she lathers her body in bandage soleil, lying beneath the sun like a sugar-coated ham. The crocodiles are watching her, and they are starving. She flicks through her camera, deleting photographs of herself that she dislikes, telling herself you are not enough. And she feeds herself to the crocodiles. But why? Human beings are not a species who sit idly in the water. It is not within our nature to submit ourselves as prey. No, it is not within our nature at all. She was toxic. You must have blamed her. It isn't her fault. She was only trying to behave a certain way, like a woman. Who lies flat, while bacteria-laden teeth feast upon her flesh, infecting her with hate, confirming her belief that she is not enough. But one day, pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue pill, shaking off the crocodiles and planting herself on land where she will grow like a winter flower, blooming despite defeating elements. And she will learn to love her breasts, for they nourish her child with milk, and she will learn to love her hips, for they cradled her womb while her child grew within it. And she will learn that those crocodiles are never satiated while she is ever full. And she will tell her daughter, pretty little baby, I have raised you like a woman, far from the water, far from the starving. And when you see the crocodiles, you will come to your mother, and we will laugh at you.